This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, April 26th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The Lower Marion School District is investigating a COVID-19 outbreak in a classroom at Penn Valley Elementary School. Eight second grade students and two family members who are fully vaccinated have tested positive. The school is now trying to determine if the outbreak is linked to a ventilation problem in the classroom. They found a manual damper above the ceiling was too far closed, allowing a about 30% of fresh air into the room, only allowing about 30%. A Lower Marion School District cannot say definitively whether the diminished fresh airflow contributed to the outbreak. However, it could be a factor. Montgomery County of Public Health also noted the possibility of a variant strain of COVID-19 being a factor, citing both the rapid spread within the class and the fact that two vaccinated family members of impacted students have also tested positive, the district said in a statement. The class is in quarantine. School officials have not yet seen a school-wide spread of COVID-19. The school is continuing to work with and update the health department. The school says they urge everyone to continue to follow protocols such as masking, distancing, and hand-washing, and to use the daily screening tool before deciding whether their child should come to school. A major reopening announcement is expected in New Jersey this afternoon. On Sunday, Governor Phil Murphy tweeted, tomorrow at 1 p.m. I will make a major announcement regarding our reopening efforts. As our key metrics improve and our vaccination progress continues, we're ready to move forward. The specifics are not clear. Uh, in March, New Jersey restaurants opened at 50% capacity. In early April, a few more relaxed restrictions went into effect, but all the while, officials were eyeing rising case counts. Now numbers are improving in the Garden State, and hospitalizations are down. The governor said as recently as last week that reopening would be gradual. Now, Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, said Sunday he expects the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to revise its guidelines after acknowledging that the risk of COVID-19 transmission in an outdoor setting is really low. Fauci said the COVID-19 transmission risk for people uh, engaging in outdoor activities is minuscule, especially for vaccinated individuals. Video captured a sports car go up in flames in a Wawa parking lot in Montgomery County. It happened Saturday at 2.30 p.m. at the Wawa on Route 202 uh, in Montgomeryville. Police say a brand new McLaren sports car worth about $200,000 burst into flames. Yo. Did you guys see the video? No, no, it was fully engulfed right next oh, to the I'd probably, gas pump. I, I know oh, that Wawa goodness. does do their flame-up events <laughs> where they'll set a few cars on fire, but this obviously was an accident. A video obtained by 6ABC shows firefighters working to extinguish the inferno. The fire completely destroyed Jeez. the vehicle. Uh, no injuries were reported. It's not yet known what the cause of the fire was. I, there, there was a fire on Lincoln, and it was uh, a car fire. And you do you don't realize just how extraordinarily hot they get. The divot in the pavement, there's metal burned into the into the ground. It's just, you know, anytime you see something like that, you tend to forget the amount and the the extent of the heat generated. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and this we're looking at the video. I mean, it's right next to a gas pump. Yeah. So kudos to whoever turned off the pumps, you know, when they when they saw that going up. And yeah. these these firefighters are fearless, right? They're walking right up to it, obviously. Yeah. They're not careless, they're fearless. And uh, you know, I I um witnessed this God last month. I was at my kid's uh, baseball practice. Did I tell you about this? I don't oh, know. The clubhouse went up. Uh, and, and no. <laughs> it, was, it went up in flames. We're all in practice. We're the only ones there in this whole complex. And we're like, do you guys smell smoke? And we look over, and the, and the whole thing is up in flames. And so 
people start going over there. We're like, don't go over there. You don't know if there's like propane, propane tanks and right. stuff like that. We're like, get away. And then the fire department showed up and they all walked up and, you know, like all oh, these no, things. Oh, no, the fire department. <laughs> Dude, you know how many times we said that? Because <laughs> we're in Broomall, like yeah. five different fire departments showed sure, up. Yeah. Yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they, like they, a... they're trained for that. They know what to do. Like yeah. if it was Rutledge, it would have been one, right? It, exactly. Just... Well, yeah. Just one person. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a bizarre file story, though. Like a $200,000 yes. car just destroyed. The They're gorgeous cars, too. But, so, hey, who knows? I, I'd be curious to see if they can sort of um, CSI see, this and figure out what happened. What happened, yeah. All right, let's do sports this morning. The Flyers came back to beat the New Jersey Devils yeah. in an overtime shootout last night in South Philly. Late in, the, late in the third, Claude Giroux scored twice in the span of 22 seconds to erase a 3-1 deficit, and the Flyers outlasted the Devils in the shootout to take a 4-3 win. With Brian Elliott pulled for an extra attacker, Giroux first made it 3-2 with a minute 26 to play and then tied the score with a minute four remaining to force extra time. The two teams face each other three more times over the next week, starting with the game tomorrow night in New Jersey. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. The Phillies lost to the Colorado Rockies yesterday afternoon as their series wrapped up in Denver. Trevor Story hit a grand slam to cap a seven-run fourth inning, and the Rockies overcame two solo home runs by Bryce Harper to beat the Phils 12-2. Chase Anderson, who fell to 0-3, gave up six runs and six hits in three and two-thirds innings in the loss. The Phils open up a four-game series in St. Louis tonight against the Cardinals. Zach Wheeler will get the start. Game time is at 7.45, and the Sixers will look to end their four-game losing streak when they return home to play the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight in South Philly. The Sixers have fallen to second place in the East, a game and a half behind the Brooklyn Nets and only two games in front of the Bucks, who won both games in Milwaukee. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, just, hey, it's Monday morning. I just want to let you know if you are uh, off to a bad start for one reason or another, you have company today. Mm-hmm. You and I are in the same boat. I've had like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different things go wrong all in an order. Yeah. On all your favorite things like a migraine. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and migraine. Uh, sleep deprivation and forgetting your prep. Uh, I woke up um, 20 minutes early this morning. I normally set my alarm at 3.50. I set it at 3.30 for some unknown reason. <laughs> and then I left the bulk of my, I left the junk drawer at home. I left yes. the, the, yeah. the bulk of my prep is at home. It's just sitting on the kitchen table. Uh, I had to take, uh, yeah, I had a migraine this morning. I had to take some medicine, which made me feel really funky for a while. So hopefully I'll be coming out of that cloud in a bit. Our but, heads are falling off! But I have had the presence of mind to appreciate good things as all these bad things have been happening. And yes. Casey is a really good cup of coffee this morning. Oh! I, um, which listen, craft did you take it so, from? So I this didn't is, make it. This is a positive <laughs> thing. Whoever made this. Yeah. I kudos, poured it. Kudos I, to them. I, I think it was me. I think it was you. I think it was me. I think Steve? it was Steve Morrison. Yeah, yeah. You don't mind making coffee every morning? No, my pleasure. Be a wonderful yeah. thing because this is, honey, this is great coffee. <laughs> that's a great cup of coffee. Uh, so that's that's the one good thing. And you know what? If if you have had a series of bad things go wrong, if one little thing goes right, try to fixate on that for a moment because you know what? It's what's going to pull me through today. Sage Steve. advice. It's the art of compartmentalization. Yes, yes. This may stink. 
but this is good. Mm. And there you go. That's how you get through life. Yeah, I may have to have two of these. Yeah. I never wow. have two of these. How about that? You'd never have a second cup at home, Preston. Not, no, not at work either. You think you'll keep me? Uh, we have, uh, we have, I think I'll keep him. Uh, we have a lot of things going on today. We have a new word of the week prize. We have three... $300 to give away from the bagster, so we will do that, the letter of the day, at the end of the program. And the money thing just keeps going because we do have the President's Eve Money Clip Contest. And that's twice with us alone, 8 and 10 a.m., and then we're going to do it again, obviously, although every other hour until we get to 8 p.m. So uh, get yourself set for that. Guest-wise on the program, we will have the President and CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Museum, and uh, his name is Greg Harris, and the reason he's coming on, one of the reasons he's coming on, is they are extending the fan vote until May 7th. Uh, so you can vote up for up to five nominees daily. If you're really into it, you can keep going back to Yeah, it. Marissa was saying that Tina Turner is currently in the lead. Is that the deal? Did you watch that documentary that's on about her now? No. It's uh-uh. excellent. I'll bet. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I'll bet. All right, so we will, uh, we'll talk to him about that a little bit later on this morning. And, uh, yeah, uh, other orders of business taking place. So uh, the Oscars were last night. Obviously, we're going to touch on some of that stuff. We'll come back in a moment, get into the entertainment report, as well as the stupid question give some things away and just enjoy what's going to be a very beautiful day before we start heating up to almost 90 degrees on Wednesday. Stay awesome. put. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Stupid question this morning. We got surprise. Yes, we do. And we are going to give away MLB The Show 21, uh, which is uh, perfect for a hardcore gamer or casual gamer. So the question that I pose to you is this. Name the state where you'll find Old Faithful. 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. Name the state where you will find Old Faithful. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Going to go through some birthdays while we are awaiting that answer from you. Today is Monday, April 26th, and we'll begin with a big one. It is Carol Burnett's birthday. Whoa! Yeah. Legend. Uh, celebrates her 88th birthday mm. today. That's Absolutely. an interview I would love to have for the show. Yeah, Because yeah. she is, I've seen her interviewed before. She's very candid. She's great. Uh, there's now, what, the, the Comedy Award, I think, given at the Golden Is it the Emmys? Is in her honor. Yeah, Emmys or Golden Globes? Like, I one think it's of the them, Emmy. But, yeah, because yeah, she comes from television but primarily. Think about that. Think about that that show, that, that Carol Burnett show. It was a variety show. She was the, the driving force. And obviously, you know, there were uh, plenty of people that rode on it, but she was the person, and it was skit after skit after skit after skit, week after week. Fully staged. Yeah. I mean, with, with incredible production values. Now, obviously, Lucille Ball and... Other women had been successful, but the notion of handing over a, a variety, hour-long variety show yeah. with a woman at the front of it was kind of not done. Yeah. And uh, it 
And now it's part of television, and they still hold up. Still yeah. as funny as ever. Steve, uh, it is the Golden Globes. It's the Golden Globes uh, Carol Burnett Lifetime Achievement Award go. for television. So wow. that's, yeah, that's what you All were right. thinking, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, so she turns 88 today. A uh, guy we've had on many times, Kevin James, has his birthday. He's great. Yeah, he's, he's, he's exactly what you want Kevin James to be. He is. Uh, when he's been by here, it's like the nicest guy. And you're, and you're so, he just, and, and he's got that, like he has on screen, that kind of everyman persona about him. Did you see the movie, Case? What's the name of the movie where he's the, the little girl? He's, uh, he's, oh, yeah, I can't remember the name okay. of it, but he it's com- completely against he, the He's an right? ex-con, Preston. Yeah. He, is, he was in a, uh, a jail situation with a guy who there's his money uh, hidden on a, on a ranch or a key to, I forget exactly what it was. Long story short, he ends up going up against this like 14, 15-year-old teenage girl who's very resourceful. But he is, he's really a badass in it. Nice. You know, he hates his guts. Uh, he's 56 today. Uh, Jet Li, the action movie actor, is 58. Didn't he go through some medical problems? Yes. Yeah, recently. Yeah. And, and yeah, he had stuff that was really impacting his ability to fight. Yeah, or just, I Stunts. mean, like living in general. I think he, yeah, was, he was in probably got worse. fairly bad shape, if I remember. I'll have to uh, do a follow-up and check on that. He's 58. First time you saw him was in, uh, what, the Lethal, Wep- Lethal Weapon yeah. 3? Yeah, yeah, I believe it was 3, yeah. Uh, Bobby Rydell, former teen idol and pop singer, is 79 today. It's pretty much how I, my look is based on Bobby Rydell. <laughs> That's what I thought. All right, hang on a second. Is the Beastie Boys, is their song, is it, am I thinking in my head, Bobby Rydell? What is that song? Because I, I looked over, Preston, at your, at your birthdays for the day. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to think. No, it's Johnny Rydell. Okay. <laughs> Johnny Ryle. Johnny Ryle. Bobby Ryle. So, Johnny Ryle, you know, they probably knew each other. Isn't Bobby Ryle local? Yeah, he's from Philadelphia. Yeah. And in fact, is that um is there a picture of him on the Wildwood boardwalk? Uh a mural of him? Is that Bobby? I think that's Bobby Rydell. Is I think, it? I think it's Johnny Ryle. <laughs> I think it's no, Johnny, it's not Johnny Ryle. No, no. Johnny pretty, Ryle. pretty sure it's Bobby Rydell. Um <laughs> and yeah, yeah, he's one of those uh he was a teen idol. What are you doing? This is Johnny Ryle. Oh, crank it up. Yeah. Is the name of the song Johnny Ryle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in case you look at the picture, that's uh, you've seen that before. That's him. On the Wildwood Boardwalk. Yeah. Is that... His greatest achievement in life was being the romantic interest to Anne Margaret in Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Was he the uh, influence for the name Rydell High by any chance in the I don't know. movie Grease? Possibly. Maybe. Yeah. Grease. Hmm. He's 79 today. Uh, Michael Damien. Wow. The Young and the Restless. Oh, my God. And he had a cover hit sort of with uh, Rock On. Hey, kids, rock and roll. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a big hit. Uh, Yeah, and it was funny because on Young and the Restless, they played him off as the rock star on that (laughs) show. Because I remember my sister and I used to watch Young and the Restless all the time. And he could... Almost sing, but not oh, quite. Not quite. Yeah, he was you just a good. Tell. He was a good-looking guy that they put in that uh, position. Was it? Yes. You know the version. Like, any soul that the song had got sucked right out of it the moment he sang. There's it. actually a worse version. Oh, Corey really? Feldman. Oh my oh, God! Corey Feldman does yes, version. Yeah. you win most definitely. <laughs> uh, Michael Damien's 59. Uh, Tian Tibaz Watkins huh. from TLC. Uh, she's uh, 51 years old today. I was like TLC. Were they a part of that 90s review you? When to? No, uh, I, I don't. You know what? I don't know if they do anything. When Left Eye died, they 
I don't know if they continued on or not, but no, they weren't a part of that. Uh, but T-Boz is 51 today. It's a great song. Jordana Brewster. Yes. We were just talking about uh, Fast and the Furious the other day, how uh, you know, they're going to space now. <laughs> going into space <laughs> with flying cars. And that they someday that they might cross paths uh, with Jurassic Park. <laughs> So they're Why still not? rooted in reality. What the hell? Why not? She was in one of the remakes of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Lee Ermey. It was on over the weekend. I forgot she was in it. Oh, yeah? But, I mean, they, they, the crap they had her wallowing in and the viscera. Oh, really? She earned her paycheck on that one. Wow. Uh, she's 41 today. Uh, Gary Wright. Oh. Huh. Yeah, Dreamweaver. Good song. I always love this tune. Uh, and another hit he had was My Love is Alive. He is celebrating his 78th birthday go? today. My Love is Alive. Oh, that's it. Okay, yeah. Um, and that's all that I remember. I remember the chorus, but I can't remember anything else. And it's like I, I jotted down a little note to myself. Make sure you go listen yeah. to that later on. Uh, so he is 78 today. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Ah. Uh, you remember him from uh, Breaking Bad? He was the he was he was the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, well, there were a lot of bad people yeah. in Breaking Bad, but um, what was his name? What was the character's name? Jeez. Oh, uh, well, Los Pollos Hermanos. Yeah, he was the owner. Uh, his name and was I can't rem- Gus Fring, right? Gus Fring. 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 He's also the Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. The Boys. Yes. Oh, that's right. Second season. He and the thing is, if you ever see him interviewed. He's like a, like a yeah. smiley, kind of nice guy. He, he's kind of goofy and <laughs> yeah, funny. But and, super menacing. But he plays these roles. He has this intimidating look about him and scares the hell out of you. I want to see in The Boys if he ends up, it ends up that he's enhanced. Uh, yes. Right? I agree. I agree. Uh, so uh, Giancarlo Esposito is 63 today. Channing Tatum. Ah, yeah. Our best bud. Uh, yeah, turns uh, 41 years old. He's been by here a couple times. Very, very nice guy. I'll never forget, he was sitting right here next yeah. to me, and he looks a little bit tired, and it was before the interview, and I said, I said, so they got you out doing this promo stuff, and uh, I go, yeah, I know you probably hate doing it. And he looks at me, he goes, you know what, man, it's like, there's a lot of worse stuff I could be doing, <laughs> right, so it's right, not yeah. that big a deal. I was like, okay, cool. It was actually yeah. nice to hear that, as opposed to, yeah, I'm working my ass off. No, absolutely. Not taking it for granted. It was Nick, yeah. it was your favorite movie date, wasn't it? Didn't you end up seeing, uh, did you end up Oh, seeing... no, I saw Magic Mike 2. Magic Mike 2. Oh, yeah, he, oh, yes. And, uh, was he in Magic Mike 2? I don't remember. Yeah, he, he was. He produced them both. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he was in the second one, but uh, it really doesn't matter. That's not why you're going to see that movie. <laughs> he was here for Dear John, and then... I can't remember the other one. I don't one. remember the other one either. He is uh, 41 years old today. And then the last birthday I'm going to mention, uh, the opposite of 41, turning 14 years old today, is my wonderful daughter, Carol. Oh, yeah. Yep, she is uh, 14 years old, which is, if you've been with us for a long time, that's my youngest, man. Taller than your wife now? Taller than my wife. Way wow. taller than Casey, which is <laughs> wild. <laughs> Yo, it, we saw it, we saw towered. each other over the weekend, and I wanted her to stand back to back with you, but I didn't. But have why? why? I wanted to see it. Is it to embarrass me? Just, just a little bit. I'm taller than Dave McGrogan. Uh, all right, well we'll get. <laughs> she is uh, 14 today, so happy birthday to. Hey, it. by the way, Craig Legans lets me know that Giancarlo Esposito was one of the guys in jail with Eddie Murphy in Trading Places. Mm. Are you serious? Yes. Are you kidding wow. me? Yeah. And I and he wasn't him. the guy that goes, yeah. <laughs> not that guy, right? Definitely not that guy. So That's cool. Dude, he's I, the wealth of knowledge. I, I will have to go back and watch that scene because that 
pretty much blows my mind. Yeah. Wow. Been okay. around for a long time. Uh, and Marissa handed me a note that says TLC still tours. We were talking about T-Boz. It says uh, Lil Mama, who played Left Eye in the Lifetime movies, tours with them singing her parts. No kidding. There you go. Okay. Nice bit of trivia from both uh, Marissa and... Craig Legans. We're, oh, oh, my God. Wow. wow we baby. are looking at the video of Eddie Murphy in Trading Places, and sure enough, there he <laughs> is. He's standing next to er, er, Eddie Murphy as he's doing the quarter blood technique. You know where you do that and a quarter blood fell out of the person's body? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Bruce Lee was my teacher. I'm a chain belt in Kung Fu. Wow. He's a that child. is him. All right. Hey. Thank you, Craig Craig Legons, thank you. That mind blown, most definitely. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, Name the state where you will find Old Faithful. I will go to Logan. Logan, good morning. Logan. Wow. Well done. Well well done, Logan. Excellent. All right. So do me a favor. (laughs) Name, <laughs> name the state where you will find Old Faithful. Wyoming. You're correct. Yeah, dude is excited. Uh, yes, Yellowstone has a few states that run through it, and Wyoming is the section where you will find Old Faithful. So, Logan, hang on the line. We're going to get you MLB The Show 21. MLB The Show 21 is fun for both hardcore and casual baseball gamers. Uh, no matter what your play style, MLB The Show 21 has you covered. You can get it now for PlayStation and Xbox consoles at theshow.com. Click contest, WMMR.com, for another chance to win. Uh, at the box office this weekend, uh, number one was Mortal Kombat. Yeah, there you I go. watched it. What you think? I didn't it? get a chance to see it. I wanted to it's see it. It's not great, but I enjoyed it. Like, right. it. Does it give you combat? It gave me Mortal Kombat. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so it made $22.5 million. Uh, then you had Demon Slayer, followed by Godzilla vs. Kong, Nobody, Riot and the Last Dragon, uh, The Unholy, Tom and Jerry at number seven, followed by Together Together, uh, The Girl Who Believes in Miracles, and number ten was The Courier. Hey! The Oscars were last hey! night! How about all of that? So, yeah, they had a, they had a red carpet and the full deal. They, they tried to do, they tried some innovation, um, they, they had a different setup. They were not at the Dolby Theater, which is usually where they are, obviously, and um, it was it was long. Yeah, what did you? Uh, <laughs> I know you watched it. I yeah, didn't, I, didn't I, see any I, of it. I, 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 so uh, it was Steven Soderbergh, I believe, was the was the uh, the producer, and they were trying some innovations to get it to work. And I think they tried, as I was telling uh, Marissa and uh, and uh, Nick Murphy, they were it, it, nice efforts, but they, sh- they they were still three hours long, and they shouldn't. They could have made it shorter. So what what I heard yeah. that they changed, number one, there wasn't any wrap-up music. There they was no wrap-up music. So people music. could ramble on. And they did. And there were there were no clips that they played before announcing the uh They the, showed the some, some clips throughout the night. Yeah. No, no, I mean not throughout the night, but you know how is it and uh and uh they would name, you know, Brad Pitt for some oh, yeah, right, play right, a little yes, clip and then, right, yeah. and as they go through the nominees. So they skipped that part I heard. Yeah, Quest Love is think that would shorten it up a little bit, but well they let, they 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 did they did some things. They did like they had um they, they and we have a clip of one of them where Harrison Ford comes out, but the truth of the matter is is that um it to me it, it felt sort of like a um like a you know you're watching some sort of, of you know get together like like a retirement party for Century oh, Twenty One. Like so like, yeah. Why well, did they take away the wrap up music? What was the point of that? Well, they not to have. A, the, 
I guess the place they were at didn't accommodate a, a, an, orchestra. an orchestra, but yeah. they've they've solved that before. It was cool to see Questlove there, uh, but yeah, it, it just had sort of a stilted feel to it, and it and it was um, again. Mm-hmm. Everyone was going to give you the concession on the COVID year. Got that. They could have made it shorter, though, and they didn't want to relinquish one second of that. So they gave it the full three-hour treatment. Well, let me go through uh, some of the winners here. And uh, we have a few clips that we can play uh, along with those. Steve, pop in and let me know when you want me to throw a clip in. Uh, we'll just start with the big ones, okay? The best picture went to Nomadland. Uh, so that's uh, that's the, the Monster Award of the evening. We do have Rita Moreno, who presented Best Picture. All right, oh. and let's roll through that. Here we go. And the Oscar goes to Nomadland. I, I always look over at uh, Nick Murphy to see if he approves of uh, of the winner, and he's, he's, he's giving his nod of approval for that. You would not have been like yourself. It. That was depressing, right? It was depressing, yeah. um, but like not in a good way. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but like, for instance, like The the Pianist yeah. with uh, Adrian Brody. That is a depressing movie. But or the Bobby Rydell story. Or the Johnny Rydell story as well. <laughs> uh, this one, um, I don't know. Yeah, it was just, it was, uh, I, I don't like- necessarily know if it was depressing or if it just, the pacing just l- left me depressed. But were so. there any nominees for Best Picture that weren't depressing? It's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember the the list of nerds in paradise. Nerds. The father, <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago Seven. So they were all so, heavy. So I mean, they're all dramas, heavier, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But none of them are some. Endgame. Some are inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. All right. But Endgame uh, wasn't even nominated. No. Was Endgame? No, it was, it was two years ago. All. Uh, best actress went to Frances McDormand for Nomadland. There you go. She yep. was amazing. And and what's cool about this movie though is, and I was saying this to my wife as we were watching. I go, I, I don't think these people are actors. I, you know, and sure they enough, stink. no. Well, no, because I, they they were too good. I, anyway, and it, as it turns out, they weren't. There were only a couple of actors in that movie: right. Frances McDormand, uh, uh, David Strathern. And maybe like one or two others. Jason Street. Uh, all the other people are actually like these people that live these nomadic that lifestyles. Like no. in uh, Concrete Cowboy, if you saw that, a good portion of that cast was just people who live here in Philly and they take care it. of these yeah. horses in the city. And uh, it was surprising. We yeah. do have Frances McDormand accepting yes. for best actress. Here we go. I have no words. My voice is in my sword. We know the sword is our work. And I like work. <laughs> So, thank you for knowing that. She had a she and brand, thanks for this. She was brandishing a huge Viking sword. Oh yeah. well, that makes that so. Yeah. Did she get it at medieval times or, now, or at the uh, Renaissance fair? Renaissance fair. She howled at the end as well, um, and I don't know if it was for her best actress, and and that was a nod to a sound engineer who unfortunately took his own life, and mm. so his last name was Wolf. And so that's, that's what, that, what that was about. That's okay. what the was right. about. I've read about that this morning. So it probably seemed confusing to most people watching, but that was a tribute to him, apparently. Steve, there was one guy in the movie who I guess he, he might Nomad be like... Land? In, in, yeah, Nomadland. All right. Um, where this guy is, he's kind of like uh, the president of the nomads. People look right. up to him and he and he teaches people how to live these this nomadic lifestyle. And there's a scene in the movie where she is talking to him. Right. He thought... She was telling him a true story, right. and it wasn't. It was a scripted story for for the movie, and like he didn't know that he, this was part of this movie. And this, you found out about after the fact, though, right? He doesn't say that in the movie. No, not <laughs> is exactly. this real? Yeah. Uh, but that's cool that they were able to use real. I mean, listen, uh, yeah. yeah. 
I, I'm going to see it. I just, I, I, I don't think I've been in the right frame of mind to see Probably. Nomadland. Yeah. Right. Uh, best actor went to Anthony Hopkins for The Father. He is now the oldest Oscar winner at 83, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he definitely, uh, it was the case, I think, for the BAFTAs. Now, they were, the the money and, and the Oscars were betting on Chadwick Boseman to win for Ma Rainey. Correct. And uh, so they held that award, which is not usual, to the last. And uh, then when Anthony Hopkins was announced and they were expecting sort of a Chadwick Boseman, a, a, a crying sort of highlight at the end, which never manifested. So right. the awards themselves seemed to just like, oh. Well, oh, yeah, oh. and because he wasn't there either, Anthony yeah, yeah. Hopkins. So he didn't accept. They accepted on his behalf. He did post something on Instagram uh, later and, and thanking the Academy. And he also... Uh, paid tribute to Chadwick Boseman as well in that. So, yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot of people who are upset that, that uh, Chadwick didn't win posthumously. I mean, it's clearly they were banking on it. Uh, you had Best Supporting Actress went to uh, Ya Jon Young for Minari. She was uh, she was pretty adorable. Uh, uh, I didn't see that. Um, she got up and sort of quasi-flirted with Brad Pitt. That's right. She yeah. said something about finally getting, yeah. uh, getting to meet him. <laughs> Uh, Best Supporting Actor went to uh, Daniel Kaluuya for uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. So we have both uh, the uh, the uh, Minari actress, okay, and and both uh, and Daniel Kaluuya both had sort of amusing uh, acceptance speeches. Let's let's go to uh, Yu Jong uh, Yon for Minari. This is her. Mr. Brad Pitt, finally, <laughs> nice to meet you. Were you where were you while we were filming in Tulsa? <laughs> Very honored to meet you. Uh, that's really funny. I love it. And then uh, Daniel Kalu, is this him talking about his parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. We've got to celebrate. We've got to celebrate life, man. We're breathing. We're walking. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like, it's incredible. My mom met my dad. They had sex. It's amazing. Like, do you understand? I'm here. You know what I mean? So, I'm so happy to be alive. So, I'm going to celebrate that tonight. And they, they panned over to his mother, and she's going like, what? <laughs> what did he just say? <laughs> I, I think his mom it. and his sister were in London. I don't think that they were in the same room. Oh, as, really? really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they, they looked like they were right there, they, but they, I showed No, because yeah. they kept sh- shooting uh, or showing some people who were not in okay. that room, and I believe that's where they were. There All were right. some people who were also in the Dolby Theater, like uh, uh, Brian Cranston oh. did a, um, did a uh, but no audience. It was they were, they were walking around doing separate things. Well, maybe but, that's where they were, Steve. I don't know. They were not in the same room as Daniel, though. Yeah, yeah there were a couple of different locations where they were filming from, Steve. What, they, they were at Nifty 50s. Uh, the ceremony Whoa. was held at Union Station in Los Angeles and the Dolby Theater in Hollywood. So right. some, some uh, winners accepted from both locations. All right, then you had uh, the document or the documentary feature went to My Octopus Teacher. Yay! Yay! That has been mentioned several times on this show, so wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> Accepting was the the octopus. Wow, great! And there was no wrap up. No, no, he just no, kept, he just kept not. sucking and. And clicking and doing that whole thing for a long time. So, um, <laughs> is that him walking the suction up? cups? Yeah, <laughs> that's him walking up to the podium. Was awkward, but listen. Yeah. I mean, he he was the star of the film. So. It is a hell of a movie if you get a chance to see. I do. It. I really, I, think I, of I really... a Nomad Land, but with uh, sea creatures. <laughs> they really should have oh, put the octopus it. in the in memoriam section. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't. <laughs> Did he die? 
Well, he's an octopus. I mean, the yeah, movie came out like two years ago. How long does your average octo octopus live? I'll bet the, the they length live of a, a documentary uh, movie. I'll bet they live longer than you think. No, no, no they, they don't. don't. They live like a year. They don't. Watch, really? Yeah, watch the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, you saw wait, it too, Kathy? Yeah, yeah, I saw the great. movie and I don't remember that shocking piece That's of news. That's sad. What? Poor thing. All May, right, well, maybe it's check a it out. three to five years. Three to five All years. Right, see, yeah. they're already getting. They're already getting see? longer lives. See, he <laughs> can still one year. He could have accepted the award. I wouldn't have wasted time with this dickhead then if I was an actor. I got a little living to do, baby. All right. Uh, also, animated feature film went to Soul. Great movie. Uh, and the original score also went to Soul. Who it was scored by uh, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and yeah. John uh, Batista. So that's really cool. And then we added this little bit in here because the documentary short subject uh, Oscar went to Anthony Giacchino, brother of Michael Giacchino, Villanova grad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that so we were just talking off air like. Their their parents must be yeah. insanely proud. Th- that that uh, whatever they did, they did it right. Yeah. And uh, it was, I mean, it's a very power. I, I would love to see the movie. It's it's a um, it's a documentary about this uh, this older French woman returning to the uh, I guess a, a, a Nazi death camp that yes. she had been in. Uh, it's called Colette. It's yeah. about her and a young man who's a, I think a historian who's like right. a teenager who and they they bond over it and everything. Um, we're going to talk to Michael this week. Uh, so we will definitely have to uh, get his take on them both being Oscar winners. Wow, that's pretty amazing, man. Uh, any other clips to play, uh, Steve? There is uh, one bit. It sounds a little It's a little hard to understand what's happening, but Harrison Ford comes out and shows it kind of how movie companies get a lot wrong. And he's... He's. I don't. We won't give away the film that he's talking about. Okay. But he comes out and reads all the suggestions that a the movie company was making while he was making a movie that has since become a classic. Okay. Here we go. I want to share some notes, some editorial suggestions that were prepared after the screening of a uh, of a movie I was in. Good God! What's happening? I know, I know, and that's the thing is that if you were to see it, it, it does it doesn't sound as bad as it sounds in straight audio because he's on he's opening up a piece right, of paper right. that's folded. But it's I mean, these are people who act and know how to I keep know. things that, that you assume that they can project and be public speakers. And it was it was a little awkward, but once he gets into it, opening too choppy. Why is this voiceover track so terrible? <laughs> it sounds drugged. Were they all on drugs? <laughs> Deckard at the piano is interminable. Flashback dialogue confusing. Is he listening to a tape? Why do we need the third cut to the eggs? The synagogue music is awful on the street. We've got to use Vangelis. Up to Zora's death, the movie is deadly dull. This movie gets worse every screening. <laughs> that movie was called Blade Runner. <laughs> so uh, the, the you know the, the and that's a classic thing where the the suits in the studio oh, make yeah. suggestions and then you know a lot of times the directors just power on and do what they want to do. Yeah. Did you know Doug Benson was an extra in uh, Blade Runner? Really? Yeah, I didn't I know didn't that until last night. No. I like, I like Get following. Out of here! I like following Doug on Twitter because he likes to comment about the Oscars, and so he was 
uh, commenting about that speech, Steve, and he said uh, he was amused at how some people gasped when he revealed that it was Blade Runner. Like people, huh. He talked about Deckard and Zora or, earlier in the speech, but then he says I was too close to it. Uh, he was watching um, Deckard chase down Zora on a New York street in uh, the Warner Brothers backlot for five cold, damp nights, and then he posted a shot of himself as an extra in Blade Runner. That's wow. cool. A lot of people okay. don't know that the octopus was an extra in Nomadland. I... <laughs> I guess you got to look close yeah. in order to spot him, but, but he must have been excited last night, too, because being in two films at one award. Absolutely. That's pretty amazing. All right, well, there you go. Those are the Oscars. Just a quick rundown. It was definitely a different one this year. Yeah, the general consensus was nice try, but not, not quite. Right, yeah. right. All right, I have uh, some other things to pass along, some fairly useless things to uh, run by you, but what the hell, right? Uh, we'll start. I mean, listen, we haven't heard uh, the name Michael Lowen in a while, so why wow. not go there, right? Uh, <laughs> Lindsay's father, Michael, was arrested in Palm Beach County uh, on six charges of patient brokering. So this is kind of sleazy. Oh what? Mm-hmm. So basically, like, it's the equivalent of when you, if you ever go to Vegas and there are signs in, like, the cabs that say the... The cab driver cannot recommend a like a casino or hotel to you. So he was sort of directing traffic to um to rehab clinics for and they kickbacks. Were, they were paying him for yeah, it. Yeah, that's yep. the word. Oh my god. Bringing addicts to drug treatment centers in Florida in exchange for illegal kickbacks. <gasps> Wait, so, does it say what the company was that kick that gave him the money? Uh, mm. I'm sure they ha- I, I don't have it right the here. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, a story that I, that I left at home had all the information in it, but let's see what unfolds here. Uh says uh, that the outlet reported Lowenhead been paid checks totaling more than $25,000. The state attorney, Dave Ehrenberg, uh, said Mr. Loam was investigated by our Sober Homes Task Force, and he's being charged with receiving kickbacks for referring patients to drug treatment. Patient brokering corrupts our health care system because decisions are motivated by greed instead of patient needs. Uh, and, yeah, Kathy, I had the... I had the name of it uh, at home, but I don't remember it's what not in, it was. It's not in Houston, is it? No, this is in Florida. Florida okay, because I just pulled up his Instagram account, and the, his, he hasn't posted since uh, February of last year, but his last post was a, sort of an advertisement for an advanced detox and recovery place in Houston, Texas. Maybe that's that on his Instagram, Nick? Yeah, yeah. That's, and he only has four posts, Steve, so he's not very active on Instagram. He's got his arm around an octopus in that shot. Who is that? <laughs> I think that's the octopus from the movie. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe he'll be busted for the one in, in Texas, too. I'm yeah. not sure. Uh, Jen Harley is speaking out after she picked up her daughter that she shared with ex Ronnie Ortiz Magro following his arrest. We talked about that last week. He was arrested Thursday morning in L.A. on suspicion of uh, intimate partner violence. May I ask a question? Yes. Uh, so uh, we all know that there's going to become, there, there will come a time when we're, we're not talking about COVID. Will there ever come a time when we're not talking about Ronnie Ortiz? Because <laughs> <laughs> this know, guy Steve. keeps popping up. He was released on $100,000 bail. Uh, Harley immediately drove to uh, Las Vegas to pick up Ariana after he was taken into custody. She's three years old, the daughter. Uh, he was already on probation as part of a plea deal on domestic violence a case involving her, Jen Harley. Uh, he was accused of assaulting her and threatening her with a knife before taking Ariana and hiding in a bathroom. So, so the story is he's a scumbag. He's he's an yep. abusive guy. Yep. Uh, she shared on Instagram saying, "I want my baby home." Last time I uh, I'm ever making this drive. In a second post, she shared a shot of herself cuddling Ariana and wrote, "Can't drive home like this, but I'll hold her as long as she needs it." Uh, did you guys see this? Saturday Night Live switching things up with its next host is going to be Elon Musk. I'm curious to see how this plays out. Totally. They, they've they've gone off the uh, the c- celebrity entertainer grid a few times. Yeah. 
and it's worked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it, for the most part, the slot is now reserved on May 8th for the Tesla CEO and SpaceX chief engineer. He'll be joined by musical guest Miley Cyrus, mm. uh, who in November released her latest album. Uh, Musk's SNL hosting endeavor comes as the business mogul SpaceX launched its second full duration mission to the International Space Station before astronauts. Uh, the official Twitter page for SNL announced the news in its usual format, a photo of sticky notes with the guest name, and SNL captioned the tweet uh, with three rocket ship emojis. And a few people are a little confused by it. Somebody had said uh, a, a post which kind of sums it up, says, Oh my, it'll either be really great or totally cringeworthy. So we'll yeah. have to wait and see. Like, I think back on some people who have worked out, like um, John McCain was a guest host one time, mm-hmm. and that was pretty cool. And uh, I'm trying to think some of the others. I, I have like athletes and stuff like that, yeah. guys that have never, you know, not acted, acted yeah, at it all. Depends. Yeah. I mean, he, they've got a lot to exploit with him about what's going on. And is, isn't he in a relationship with who is it? Oh, uh, uh, Grimes. Grimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a kid together. They do. They, they yeah, named with it some weird symbol yeah. thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But that's going to be May eighth when you'll be able to check out um, Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live. Uh, hopefully, it'll be good. We'll see. All right, Yolanda Hadid is in love with... (laughs) Thank you, Casey. You're welcome. In love with her daughter, Gigi Hadid's daughter, Kai. So she loves her granddaughter? She does. Oh, my God. So who got the scoop on this one? The news is big here this morning. Wow. (laughs) Don't go to press yet. Yeah. I've got something. She shared a tribute. Freed. <laughs> well, they heard from an octopus yeah, that yeah. actually... In, in, a, in a parking garage. Yeah. The, the octopus was in the shadows, but... <laughs> I have a lot of good authority. <laughs> but Yolanda Hadid lives for granddaughter. Oh, my God. Would you, you go on record with that? Oh my god! <laughs> He's scared, man. And and then he just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new favorite thing. The octopus walking away in a cavernous room with lots of reverb, so you can hear it. I, I, I can I can see you're an octopus, uh, <laughs> even in shadow. <laughs> He's got a trench coat He's on. Got, he doesn't even need a trench coat. He has got like this amazing camouflage. Listen, he's running now. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, Casey he just blends in with the floor. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy goes to like uses electric shaver to <laughs> 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 An electric shaver won't turn on. Yeah, it's it's a tentacle, oh, right? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so she shared a tribute to Gigi on her birthday, writing, casual. I have always been so very proud of the young woman you grew up to be every step of your lifetime, uh, but watching you give birth and becoming a mother yeah. yourself, ooh. <laughs> 
That was kind of gross. That's giving proud a whole other meaning. Watching you give birth is kind of gross. Uh, she called Kai the greatest gift. Uh, Gigi and her boyfriend, Zion Malik, uh, welcomed her in September of 2020, by the way. I don't know why Gigi has not reached out to us yet because we I know. Uh, you know, we are clearly here. We're neighbors. Yes, so. and it's obvious you listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, STX Films has set the next Vin Diesel film with F. Gary Gray on F him on Tap Two Direct. Uh, it is an action comedy called Muscle. Uh, that's it's about family. That's it's not about muscles. It's about family. About family. About muscles. About a family of clams. <laughs> <laughs> Stop thinking of clams, please. Company of clams. Uh, he'll be shooting later this year. Uh, this will be a re-collab for the pair, uh, who started working together in 2017 with The Fate of the Furious, which went on to earn $1.2 billion at the box office. They've had the same, I think, the same director for the past two or three. Um, the guy's like a, like a Hong Kong action director. He's, I mean, that's how they, uh, you cannot argue with Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious, yeah. this stuff is just incredibly over the top. Uh, let's see here. Morgan Neville's About Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain, will hit theaters July 16th of this year. The film will premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival on June 11th. Meet, meet. Uh, of course, he passed away from uh, suicide in June of 2018, but uh, made his name uh, through his culinary work and in writing. Uh, but also the CNN series Anthony Bourdain Parts Unknown, which won 12 Emmys over five years. So there's a um, a film coming out about him. It's kind of funny because he um, he was, and people were pointing out that in the latter years of his life, he was sort of making amends to people that he had, oh. like like with Emeril. Okay. And, um, and, and people put it together that he seemed to be like, Correcting things, right. almost as if in preparation, mm. you know? Mm. That's terrible. All right, and then one last story. Warner Brothers and Plan B's Cuban-American father of the bride has snagged Gloria Stefan ah! to join Andy Garcia in the reboot. I always love, love Gloria. Okay. So I, I, I had a crush on her for a long time. Um, is this a TV show? No, it's a movie. Okay, all right. I think so, it's a movie. Yeah, father. it says Father of the Bride. Cuban it's a dessert topic. Father of the Bride. So, uh, Gaz Alzaraki will direct, and Matt Lopez is writing. So, Gloria Stefan and Andy Garcia together. All right, uh, we're ready to get over to the clips, so why don't we do those now? With unusual abilities that forces them to fight off enemies, a group of Victorian women in the Nevers are left with a mission that might change the world. In this clip, Amy Manson explains how her audition went for her character, Malady. Is that how you say it? Malady. M-A-L-A-D-I-E. Malady. Here we go. It was a scene and I tried to pick it apart. I think I had like three weeks to prep and it was only a two-page scene. But because it was just, you know, the language was weird, um, but I just tried to make sense of it as she would in her head. There was almost like a couple of characters within it as well. And I thought, right, how do I play this? I like big balls. <laughs> uh, so The Nevers airs on Sundays, 9 p.m. That's on HBO. I caught a few minutes of this. Uh, yes, it's, there's a super giant girl in this uh, series, Preston. And um, uh, I, I made a mental note to revisit it. It's okay. actually, it's pretty engaging. All righty. Let's do the next clip. We were just talking about Frances McDormand. She picked up the Best Actress Award for playing a woman in her 60s who, after losing everything, travels a country in a van in Nomadland. 
In this clip, the now three-time Oscar winner talks about this particular character. Here we go. Well, I, I think Fern is at her core, is me at my core. There's a childlike quality that we were really interested in for Fern, that she's had a very prescribed set of rules living in Empire. And once she hits the road, the possibilities become open and her sense of self-sufficiency is tested. What? Uh, Nomadland is playing in theaters and on Hulu as well. If you have not seen it as of yet, but won the big award last night at the Oscars. Did very well. And so did she. And that is Entertainment Report for today, friend. All right, we're going to break because we want to stay on time, try to get you an extra $500 in your pocket today. That is with the Presidency Money Clip starts at 8 a.m. Uh, we're also going to talk to the President and CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame today, Greg Harris. We'll get to that around 9 o'clock. We'll take a break. Come back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us on this sunny Monday morning. We'll be right back. Alexa, open MMR. Would it hurt you to say please? Use your smart speaker to listen live from wherever you are. Rock Pierre's workforce blocks while working from home. Get your daily dose of Preston and Steve on demand. Or catch up on the Bizarre Files podcast. Were you one of the first to grab an Amazon Echo a few years ago? Well, aren't you ahead of the curve? Text speaker to 39333 to make sure your Alexa skill is up to date. For a second there, I thought you said we were going on a date. Ha ha ha, no. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, very interesting uh, viral video over the weekend from a flight attendant. Her name is Kat Kamalani. Uh, she was uh, posting this just to kind of take a peek behind what goes on um, in the world of flight attendants. Which actually, and I would mentioned this before, you know, we sometimes have done the um, confessions of segment on the show it. of yeah. uh, people who call in with a certain profession and tell things that we may not know or maybe some pretty wild stuff that you've seen or heard. I think TikTok stole it from us, Preston. Yeah. While on the job, yeah, and I wanted to do flight attendants. We just haven't had a chance to get around it. So if you want to, you know, concur with this or add anything to it, feel free if you've worked in the industry uh, to give us a call this morning, 215-263-WMMR. Um, but uh, she says in the video, <clears throat> talking about what crew members are actually doing while they welcome passengers on board a plane. She said, have you ever walked on a plane and saw the flight attendants standing right there greeting you, which they always do. You know, they're always just kind of, hey, how you doing? Welcoming you in and so on. Giving you the once over. Uh, or the flight attendants walking up and down the aisle. And she says, well, I'm about to tell you uh, what we're really doing. And when I when I jump on, when I walk onto a plane and I see the flight attendants, I try to make eye contact and say hello because yeah. you're going to be interacting with this person later on, and that person may be helping you out. So I always try to strike off, you know, step off on the right connection. foot and, and have a connection. Do you get, I get full hugs. Do you do that? I yeah. haven't done that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now I will consider yeah. that. Uh. No, but uh, it's, it's always because most likely you're going to be asking them for something at some point yeah. or, you know, they may ask you to do something or whatever it may be. So I always try to make a, a connection. I doubt... That there is a connection because there's hundreds of people getting on board, but you know. It, but on every flight you ever go on, it, they have them lined up doing yeah. this. This is a standard. We do have the audio of the clips if you want to use them, Preston, if you want to read them, whatever your discretion. Uh, I'm just going to yeah. go through it. Sure. So according to uh, Kamalani, those are the moments that flight attendants are actually sizing up the passengers and looking for people who can help in case of an emergency. 
So that's part of what they're doing. They're they're not just saying hello and greeting you. They'll 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 see if you need some help or something like that. But also, what they're doing Can, is taking a look at you and seeing if you might be able to help if something happens. Right. And I think she referred to them as a- ABPs, a- able able body persons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is correct. And so I've had that happen with. I'll actually, you know. Uh, move my lips up and down and check my gums and everything. Oh, really? Look and, in here. Yeah, take a good child wearing stock. And, and but no, but they they uh, wide hips. They'll they'll like they can pick pick this up and they'll have me curl some weights and stuff like that just right, to see right, and yeah. and then you know pull a fake bulkhead off. But uh, <laughs> no, and um, but sometimes you will get that look. You know? Yeah. Uh, she says, so when you're walking on the airplanes and you see our happy smiley face, we're actually looking you up and down, and we're trying to find our ABPs. And what that is called is able-bodied people or person. Have you ever been on a flight where they were so overt as to put check marks on people's foreheads and X's on others? I've not seen that done, yeah. no. But, um, Where's you know, my sheet? It's a, Give me a marker. It's a good way. I <laughs> uh, said, so This is these are people who are going to help us in an emergency. She added that uh, good examples of ABPs are military personnel, firefighters, pilots, police officers, nurses, and doctors. Uh, so she said, in case of an emergency, like a medical emergency, or we're going to land the plane, or there's a security breach, we know who's on our plane and who can help us out. Yeah, that never occurred to me. I, I, I'm no. the other thing you're going to mention that she mentions. I, I was aware of that, but that that does make sense. You would have to size up the crew, at least in a critical situation. Somebody you might be able to go to and get assistance because yeah. there's there is a limited amount of crew and far more passengers. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's uh, also. They're looking for one more thing. She said we're looking for human trafficking too. Yeah. Now you've you've had a couple yeah, of stories about, about the different the different uh, signals, the different the things. Like there's, a, I guess they're putting a um, a code or a switch in the bathrooms. Well, no, that was a um, that was a kids uh, science project for or a STEM. Uh, project. Okay. So so they're you know that that was an idea that right, a kid right, had yeah. that maybe sometime down the road they'll develop something like that. Uh, she, she said it happens a lot in the industry. And our passenger safety is our number one priority, so we're just looking for things uh, that that look off in any way, uh, which is wild. I've never been on a plane when there's been a disturbance. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I actually, no, there's been a couple times where it's, I've heard people, uh, you know, at the end of a flight getting a little bit testy, uh, but I've never seen a full-blown, you know, yeah. people need to help out uh, type of thing happen. I've seen medical, medical emergencies. emergencies. I've, seen, medical I've emergency? seen people pulled off flights. Yeah. Um, and That's what you saw. What was the medical emergency? Somebody just fell down in the aisle, fainted, you know, and they were oh, wow. they were just, ter- it turned out they were just terrified of flying. Yeah. But they took them off the flight. They, no they, kidding. Well, they, they couldn't, they, what I understood to be the case is they couldn't, oh, she's passed out because of the flight, but they couldn't say, okay, well, let's take off. Even though you passed, oh, so before you guys took off, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, yeah, because something worse could happen. It could be something worse, yeah. and, and they didn't know. So, right. yeah, and that was the deal. But yeah, they they walked them out and then gurneyed them out. You okay. know, so it's wow. pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. And that would have, I'm that sure, that was years ago, though. And that was a big delay too, right? Yeah. Your, your uh, flight got delayed. It actually was okay. Really, they, they got them out pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I didn't consider that. So they're they're uh, they're uh, looking at people, trying to keep an eye on who might be able to help out in case uh, there's an emergency. I wonder if there's any other industry where they do something like that too, outside of a plane. I mean, it makes the most sense because you're going to be you're going to be sealed into this. You're going right. to be in there for a while. Right. Is it the same on a bus? Uh, yeah, I don't. No. I don't see that because they're they're coming and going so often. Yeah. You know. I'm, do you guys size people up when you're on a plane? Uh, I do. Okay. I I, I um um. 
I, I look around. Yeah, I do. I, do. I, I get a lay of the land. The, the who, weird... who am I going to have to eat? Yeah, the in weirdest case we crash in the Andes. <laughs> the weirdest thing I do, I think, when I'm getting on a plane is um, is I, I try and I count how many like kids are on the plane, and I go, God wouldn't kill this many kids. You know, like yeah. I don't know why I think like that. I'm like. Okay, no. Kids, you're my insurance policy in case the place, plane goes down. Have a good flight. I'm like, no, there's God a decent amount of babies and kids. This many kids. <laughs> I walk around with a little salt shaker press and I put on top of people. Because there's never any tragedies where multiple kids. No, 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 no. no. There's everything that happens is for a reason. Right. <laughs> Hang on, I want to go to Keith, who's a flight attendant for five years. Hi, uh, Keith, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, bud. So uh, what, what about this? Uh, are you familiar with this, uh, this technique, this uh, tactic? Yeah, yeah, we always, um, especially when I sit at the exit door, uh, you know, I got to make sure who's ready to boogie, who's not. Right. You know, so I do brief everybody, make sure they're up to par. I even tell them, like, if I'm incapacitated, get me out of the seat and throw me down the slide. Wow. Kind of freaks them out, and I like that, but it's yeah. the truth. Hey, Keith, are you guys trained to do that? Yes. Okay. Yes, we are. Yeah, and especially I wanted to chime in on the human trafficking. We're definitely, every year we brush up on that and what to look for. Uh, especially if they're not holding their credentials or they don't know where they're going or they're not allowed to talk to us. Wow. So we yeah. always lean in on that. And uh, we even have a hotline. We tell the pilot and they'll be met at the gate once we land. Is there, is there Keith, a, uh, like a, like a, like a hand gesture or something? I, I, I saw a, a, um, a video of, um, I forget where, what country it was from, but where uh, a gentleman's walking with a younger girl and she does a hand gesture behind her back. That is, Supposed to be an indication right. of human trafficking. And, and wasn't, wasn't there a, a photo of Taylor Swift not too long ago where she was doing that in a picture? And the internet yes. kind of went crazy over that. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So We're not trained on that hand gesture, but I think that's a very interesting tactic. I, I would prefer that the FAA look into a lot of what Taylor Swift recommends because I think that's how <laughs> we're going to make the airways safe. No, no, it's uh, but it's, it's interesting. Keith, so I, I have a question for you. So I've, I've uh, when when I can, I will choose a seat in emergency. Uh, I've, I have long legs. I'm tall. I'm like almost, you know, I'm over right, six yeah, foot eight. tall. So I try to get that for, for that reason. So I have a little more room to, to stretch out. And and uh, pre-flight, uh, the flight attendant will come by and ask a couple of questions. Are you able to, you know, uh, perform this if, if you're called upon? And you have to give a verbal answer. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I've seen a couple of times where the other people sitting there will think that this is their time to joke around a little bit or something. Right. And, and while the flight attendant has flat out told them, I need to hear you say the word yes, yes. you know. Yes. And they're like, well, you know, I don't know if I don't like people. I may not, blah, 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 blah. You know, this is a joke. And I'm, and I'm thinking, just answer the damn question. Right. <laughs> just answer. Just, just keep this simple for everybody. Yeah. And just, just answer. Just do it. Just say yes. It's really easy to do. Absolutely. And do you find people that are. That oh, are... I, re- I receipt people all the time. And, like, you know, as we're scouting out ABPs coming on. Well, I'm going to take one of them and put them there instead. Sorry, you paid extra for that seat, but you're obviously not fit to sit. Here. You're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you ever though? And I am curious about this. Impression you have as well, because I I have no problem sitting in that aisle. I'm I'm gladly help out because I could, I'll have first dibs on the people I'm going to eat. So that's why. <laughs> but 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 do you ever have someone who you're sure that they're saying yes to everything, but you just know in a crisis situation would be a mess. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But okay, hey, they followed the criteria. I, you know, there's nothing you can do. Through. Yeah, yeah, right. right. But like, I had someone like see the empty row, and she's like, "My husband's really nervous. He just needs more space. Can he sit over there?" I'm like, "Ma'am, I'm sorry, but like, if he's really nervous, then I can't have him 
in charge of a yeah. you know operating an exit. You know, sorry. Right. Would it behoove the airlines to do a quick crash simulation before every takeoff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great idea. Right, right. <laughs> man, 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 run, Keith. Have you ever have you ever uh, had a medical emergency on a flight before? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were coming from L.A. to Philly. We had to divert to Denver. Twenty-four-year-old girl. Uh, you know, I, I paid for a doctor. Seventeen people stand up. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! All right, I just need one. Yeah. So the guy comes up. I'm like, okay, what's your credentials? I'm a dentist. Uh, oh, okay, man. Hermie, sit oh, down. <laughs> I mean, technically, yes. And yes. it was another guy, a professor. You know, I mean, yeah, right. I, yeah. I, I, I own a uh, You know what I mean? Yes. yes. I'm a professor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need an emergency root canal. Is anyone a dentist? Uh, yeah, I'm a doctor of music. arches. Could someone come into the first class section? I'm a podiatrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that uh, now, did you eventually find the uh, uh, the doctor you were looking for? Yeah, yeah. There was Is a there a urologist on over everything? Yeah. Like, she was, she was on it. Okay. You know, Dr. Mike was uh, actually uh, uh, was on a flight where they had a, a medical crisis, and he, I think, he revived the patient or something and stayed with the patient wow. off the flight. It's it's what you have to do. I love that yep. scene in uh, I forget what scene is it an airplane where the uh, they're looking for a and he's got his stethoscope yeah. on as she comes by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Keith, man, thanks. We appreciate the call, bud. Thanks. All right, Pleasure take care. On the show. All right, we'll <laughs> see you later. Um, so, yes, ABPs, able body persons, they're looking for them. What did they tell us as well? There was another thing is concerning that where you never, never drink tap water off the plane. Yeah, out of the bathroom. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Because there's something funky about it. It's not It's not <laughs> it's, meant for that. It's not meant for not that. for yeah. drinking. Uh, let me go to Dave. Hey, Dave, good morning. Oh, Preston. Yeah, <laughs> so happy that someone someone holds me special like that. Hey, Dave. So, what's the story? You you uh, run a flight when there was a medical emergency? I was flying on business with a, a co-worker, and we were getting ready to taxi away from the gate. And there was an elderly couple sitting in front of us, and we were back mid cabin, maybe a little further back than that. And he had a heart attack, Oof. and we we recognized it. And we got it before the shortest did, and we got him out of his chair got him down on the floor, and we performed CPR, and they stopped everything. They got him off the flight. We sat back down. We're getting, we're waiting to taxi out, and the stewardess comes back, and she points, and she says, you two, come with me. And we're thinking, oh, man, what's, what's going to happen now? Right. We get up, we walk up, they put us in first class as a reward. Oh, oh. okay. That's pretty sweet. Was it a long flight? Uh, Texas. Nice. So paying that guy to fake a heart attack was worth it. That was totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder. So in, in those wow, cases, nice, Dave. thanks, man. If you do, if you were like at the beginning of a flight, like with the girl that I saw who fainted. What? In other words, anything that is a medical issue like that, especially now with the way people are litigious, they they took her right off. They couldn't yeah. take the risk. If you exhibit anything like that, do they automatically remove you from the flight? I think you would have to before you disembark, right? I, w- I would think so. Why, why would you then, take the then risk? If they if they do end up dying on the flight, right. their family's going to hold you for neglect, right? You know, so I would think that that would be. I'm guessing, Steve, that that would be some sort of protocol. I guess it would depend on, uh, you know, what symptoms you're showing at the time. Like if if you're crowning, will they let you on the flight? God. No, probably not. Well, I hope so. It puts it puts on a show for everybody. Uh, I'm going to go to Sean. Hey, Sean. Good morning. 
Good morning, Ed Preston. Good morning, Ed, sir. What's up, man? Hey, I was on a flight about 15, 16 years ago from Philly to Cancun, and about an hour before we landed in Cancun, they were they were over the intercoms looking for doctors. I mean, anybody looking for doctors. We didn't know what was going on. But we landed in Cancun, and we were stuck on the tarmac for about an hour before we get off. We found out a 38-year-old guy uh, had a massive heart attack an hour before we landed, and he passed away. There was not one doctor oh, on a flight. He actually oh. died, this guy. Oh, no. Oh, we have an update. We are now looking for a mortician. Wow. Is there a mortician? <laughs> so, Sean, how did, you, how did you not know while on the flight? Were you just at, at the complete opposite end of the aircraft? Yeah, we were on the opposite end of the aircraft, but there was such confusion that the stewardess and everything were running all over <sighs> the place. We saw a group of people on the back of the plane, but we had no idea what was going on. They called for a doctor. We knew something was wrong. Right. But when we landed, everybody was like, what's going on? We can't get out of the plane. What's going on? And they had told us the gentleman had passed away. They said, that's, you know, that's what we, happens. We, oh, we talked about that. It's, it's, it's a sad story there, Sean. When, when someone does die on a flight, um, they will... <sighs> And we, I think we asked this question before, and I don't know if we ever got a resolution to the uh, to the question. Where they put the body? Right. So I know sometimes they will actually set it in a seat, but do they... <laughs> they put glasses and a hat on it, Steve. Like a so, nose? Yeah, yeah. So it just looks like, they, uh, like they're <laughs> like, sleeping. Like, like uh, Commando. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's dead. He's dead. Yes. Dead he's tired. dead tired. Yeah, that's a play because I actually killed him. <laughs> Well, you, you and then he jumped yeah. out of that plane before yeah. it took off. It was only like two thousand feet in the air, yeah. out the wheel well. Yeah, I always jump out the wheel well. <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a good question. Uh, there's really, I mean, there's where would you put them? Overhead. Uh, what about what we about? Need, we need passengers to remove their. Yeah, uh, as dead bodies may have jostled during landing. Oh, um, could could they have access to the? To the luggage area, you know, b- below deck. No, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, could they, they just could they throw them out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they tether them to the back of the plane and just the... <laughs> like uh, just married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough landing. Right. Wow. Jesus. Uh, I would not want to be the person sitting next to a dead body. No, you know what? And here's a question: if Unless you, they gave me free headphones. If you are a doctor. Um, would it make sense for you to, as you're getting on board, to let the flight attendant know, hey, just let you know I'm a medical Probably. doctor. I'm a dentist. <laughs> I want, I, yeah. If anyone yeah. needs crowns or anything during the flight. <laughs> I'll bet you that's, uh, that might be something that doctors will do from time Can to time. Can anyone aboard the flight perform Zoom whitening? <laughs> <laughs> I really want white teeth after this flight. Well, I know some people, depending on your profession have to check in so that's true have to check in with who they are so as radio personalities we often do that uh, right? hi i just yeah. want to let you know i'm here i'm, I'm a broadcaster flight. if you need anything Wait. announced or any contests wrong oh. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean listen it might be more fun i could do like a you know what i mean like a, a little contest on the plane for the passengers do we have anyone aboard who can give away dunkin donuts gift certificates <laughs> Oh, that's great. But I mean, there are. She's right. There are. There are. I. I wonder if you do have to. Hi, I'm a stand-up comedian. I <laughs> right. just want to let you know if things. Thanks for coming. Jokes. Get a little bit light. Yeah, <laughs> I can. Uh, I can jump up. They used and... to have those. You know, they used to have stand-up comedians perform on uh, flights. I forget Seriously. which airline was doing it. It used to be like from a New York to Miami run, or like a it might even yeah. have been Philadelphia to Miami. But they would have. 
Yeah, they'd have a stand-up comedian. Really yeah, Southwest, yeah. right? Weren't they a little bit uh, light well, on their... Well, they were trying some different things. Their their flight attendants would be fun on yeah, yeah. their announcements, and, and uh, they would... You they know, would decorate the dead bodies. I, I, some, I remember seeing videos of some that would, like, sing and, and just kind of have a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, Kathy, what do you mean, <laughs> uh, like, what, what? give me an example of a profession that might need to check in. Like, I believe any type of law enforcement... Um, or if you work for the the federal government in that you know in that type of way, and especially if you're carrying on the plane, you have they have to know that you've got you know you've got a gun on you. Oh yeah, I've yeah. got a bazooka. <laughs> it's in my bag. But I think um, uh, so not like an air marshal, but like you know somebody that might be able to help in that way. Right. Okay. All right. I have a doctor here. Uh, it's Doctor V who has an interesting uh, take on flying. Hi, Doctor V. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, uh, man? Are, are you a medical doctor, by the way? I am. I'm a medical doctor. I'm a cardiologist. Okay. okay. And over the last 20 years, I was getting called up so frequently on planes for various things that I actually got nervous about flying because half the time I was flying with my family, I get called up there for medical emergencies. And typically, it's been you know the usual passing out kind of thing, which is more benign. And they're not always taking out an ambulance. In fact, most of the times, they're not taking out an ambulance at all for those kind of benign situations. But... But at least half the time, it's been major serious things like a stroke. Oh. So, for example, 20 years ago, I was coming back from Amsterdam from a bachelor party, and we were about three or four hours over the Atlantic Ocean, and we get called up for uh, a uh, passenger in first class. And about three or four of us stood up there, and um, this first guy was dressed to the nine with his jacket and tie, and he turned out to be an OBGYN guy, so he sat down quickly. And uh, me and my friend who had just come back from this uh, uh, party in Amsterdam, uh, we're both cardiologists, and he was all hung over, so he said, you take care of this. <laughs> and this poor guy is sitting there in first class, stroked out for at least an hour, and this young kid is sitting next to him, this guy's covered in his own urine, hasn't told anybody, so I have no idea how long this guy's been uh, stroking out for. And so I'm on the tower with Boston at that time, you know, we're over the Atlantic Ocean, and I'm talking to this doctor there, and he's telling me all kinds of ridiculous things to do. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And uh, so I had to make decisions to reroute to Boston or not. But by that time, we were so far outside of the TPA window for giving thrombolytic therapy that we couldn't have really made a difference going to Boston as opposed to just coming back to Philadelphia. Mm. So I had us go straight to Philadelphia, and he obviously got off the plane in an ambulance. Oh, wow. I don't really know what, what, what happened to him in the end, but oh. he was alive when he got off the plane. Well, we, we, we only hope the best, but it doesn't sound like it got off to a promising start. So, so that's an interesting situation to put yourself in, Dr. V. Are there any concerns about, you know... <laughs> Uh, number one, it might be outside your area of expertise. You might not have the equipment that you need to to treat this person properly. Are are, are there concerns? I don't want to uh, to seem indelicate, but but like you know, insurance wise or or, or liability wise, yeah. it, that helping out might be bad for you. You know. So so there was a time that was probably true, but there's a good Samaritan law that if you offer uh, medical care uh, in good conscience, uh, that you are uh, actually not held liable. Okay. So, so that's not, you know, I, I mean, I think hopefully we don't think like that anyway. Uh, you know, we want to help in the first place. Sure. Uh, it, it was also surprising with that flight from Amsterdam how bad the equipment really is. You know, you can barely hear anything with the blood pressure cuff there. Um, so the equipment is really horrible. I think in the last 10 years it's gotten a bit better. Hey, so by the way, that you, you had mentioned not wanting to do stuff this doctor was suggesting. Was he suggesting some, like, invasive things that were a bit... No, no, no. He was he was suggesting me making this guy drink water. You know, you don't want to do that when the guy can't even probably swallow properly. Right. So, you know, he's not telling me to do the basic things like give him aspirin or something like that, which is obviously the right thing to do. Well, like, like, you, like you wouldn't know to do that. I mean, yeah. that, that's... Um... <laughs> 
Have, have you tried a yeah, Zerbert? Yeah. You know, he's asking <laughs> right, yeah, for yeah, ridiculous yeah. things. Yeah. Blow on his stomach. Yeah. Have you yeah. asked him how he's feeling? Right. Wow. Right. Interesting. Uh, so, so when you step on a plane now, uh, you're 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 kind of in a mental state of okay, I might be called into action here. Even my wife is like that. She's a doctor too, but she's like, oh boy. Yeah, you can't even you can't even relax and have a few cocktails because you might be called yeah. in. One time, in fact, twice on the same flight, I was called within an hour for two people passing out. Does this make you envious of proctologists because they never get called up? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, interesting. All right, thank you, Doctor V. We appreciate the call. Wow. All right, thank you, guys. Yeah, I could see that be traumatic if you get you you're on a flight and. Yeah. But but I mean you obviously you want to inter- that's why you became a doctor you want to exactly. help save people. Yeah. Let me go to Matt who is also a doctor. Matt, you're on the air. Good morning. Morning. How are you? Good. So, uh doctor, have you been called up to uh you know use your services or pre- perform your services on a plane? Uh yes. I was on a flight to Hawaii. We had flown out of Dallas and we had just gotten out uh past Los Angeles out over the ocean over the middle of nowhere and uh they they had the lights dimmed uh, for the flight. They turned them up. All of a sudden, you know, made the announcement, uh, there's a patient with a medical emergency. Is there a doctor on board? And I got up. I was the only one to get up on the whole plane. <laughs> got marched down to the back uh, where the stewardess is, uh, you know, keep uh, marched to the back and found this young woman uh, just lying on the floor. <sighs> and fortunately, you know, all the worst-case scenarios go through your head. But fortunately, we... You know, we're able to revive her pretty quickly, and wow. turned out she was a uh, military army uh, young woman uh, who was on her way to Hawaii and just been awake for 10, 12 hours. Okay, so it was exhaustion? And, and you know, she just passed out, just fainted, and she was okay, but hmm. you know, it goes through your head all these worst-case scenarios that you're not going to be able to do anything to help with. Right. It's a little scary. Yeah. And, you know, they do have equipment on board, like oxygen, uh, stethoscope, some medicines. But, Defibrillator. Um, stirrups. <laughs> stirrups, yeah. You never know. You might need one of those. Um, so, Matt, do you ever do you ever let them know, uh, the flight attendants, as you're getting on board, you're a doctor in case there's anything, or is it just? No, never have. Okay. Um, it just, uh, just that one time, you know, they asked. Yeah. Are, you, are, you, are, are you required by law to say if you are? Um, I... I I don't believe that you are required to act, but, um, you know, the law does protect you if you do act. Okay. So, All right. Know, Interesting. All right. American laws where you are protected, even if there's a bad outcome. I, I would would they protect you if you were not a doctor and said you were? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not that. Okay. All right. Good to know. Okay. Thank you, man. I'm a cardiologist. It. Yeah, Steve, that's a good question. If if, yeah. uh, if, if, if an emergency request had been put out. Right. You're a medical doctor. You're on that flight, and you don't speak up if later on you could get in trouble you're just for that. Raising your in-flight magazine yeah, up just above your head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading Sky Mall. I can buy a Sasquatch for my garden. Right. <laughs> wow, interesting. All right, so the next time that you're taking a flight and you're 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 watching the flight attendants as right. they're as they're greeting everyone on board. Um, this is apparently part of what they're doing is looking out for what they call ABPs, able-bodied people or persons. Lean in and go, I know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they might I need help to the radio. in a variety of, uh, of emergencies, like a medical emergency or, uh, there's a disturbance or someone needs to run a contest. There's so a, we, <laughs> exactly. so we, the radio. Can anyone run a contest? 
personalities can come up and do something like that. Can anyone call for the 15th caller? <laughs> right here, ma'am. I can help. I can do that. I'm a fresh yep. broadcaster. Yep. Yeah. Fresh broadcaster. Don't, you don't want to do 10. It seems desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting peek into that world. All right, well, thank you for your calls. We have a ton of calls that are coming up. I apologize we're not going to be able to... uh uh, to get to you because we got money to give away. Yeah, I don't want to miss that. Uh, See, we're running a contest. Your opportunity. See, we're, listen, everyone, yeah. stand back. We're professionals. Listen yeah. to the professionals. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll get to the bizarre file. And yes, your opportunity to win five hundred. The first shot at it is with the presidency money clip. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Love MMR. Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with drive up and go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. Yeah, man. I've been in the hood, too, but 40-some years, that press not be happy. But it's like a little accident, that's all. Now, here's your money clip keyword. All right, we got the clip word for you. The word is budget, B-U-D-G-E-T, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways for you to do it. You can text it to our special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And the whole thing is sponsored by Hyundai City. So that word again is budget. B-U-D-G-E-T. Good luck. Come and get it. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. We'll begin with this. A man accused of trying to take snacks from a Colorado hotel was arrested after allegedly swinging a horseshoe at an employee, damaging property, and then trying to microwave a fire extinguisher. Put the horseshoe down. Yeah. Police you say, don't want to do this. Police say they responded to the hotel around 4.35 a.m. All great things happen at yeah. 4.35 a.m. <laughs> All great things. An employee at the hotel said a man came in and tried to take snacks that were sitting out. The employee said after the man was asked to pay for the snacks, the man took a horseshoe and started swinging it at the employee, hitting him in the head. Whoa. 
I don't know where he got the horseshoe from. <laughs> well, I wish I knew that. Somewhere but. there's a horse that's hobbling along. Uh, police said the man then threw a piece of rebar at the employee. So he had both a horseshoe and rebar, and he went for the horseshoe first? <laughs> Well, maybe maybe it was one of those, you know, in playing the game horseshoe, those right, really right. big, heavy ones. Oh, okay, all right. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe I don't know. Maybe there was still a horse on it. And the rebar was just, well, you know how you always yeah. have some spare rebar I always keep a piece of rebar when I'm looking for snacks. Yeah. Uh, and then while he was throwing the rebar, he lost his shoes as well. They and fell off. Gotta be swinging hard. After that, police said the man pulled a fire alarm and ended up in the kitchen where he damaged some property and then tried to microwave a fire extinguisher. Mm, smells good. Uh, police said the other... Uh, that, Do I smell some fire extinguisher cooking up? Other officers arrived to assist, and the man was found after he allegedly broke a glass door. The suspect, who has not been identified, was taken into custody and is facing multiple charges. Fortunately, the hotel employee was not seriously injured. Don't most hotel continental breakfasts include... Fire extinguishers? Uh, and horseshoes, yeah, and horse- oddly enough, yeah. Uh, a man in Canada suffered serious lacerations to his hand after he decided to pour gunpowder into an open flame. Oh, come on. Uh, Constable Gary O'Brien with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police said he's very lucky he didn't lose his hand. Uh, the incident happened after police received reports of an explosion in the backyard of a home. I didn't know that would happen. Police learned that a group of men were around a fire and had an idea to pour gunpowder onto an open flame to see what the reaction would be. The fire. Well, there you go. The fire ran up the pouring gunpowder into the metal container in which it was being held, and then it exploded. Metal shards from the explosion ended up severely lacerating the man's hand who was holding the container. He was taken to the hospital, treated for his injuries. What do you think would happen if I drank a quart of acid? Mounties believed that uh, alcohol was a contributing <laughs> factor in the incident. In fact, after it took place, uh, the RCMP noticed an illegal sta- still for brewing alcohol in the backyard. So they were firing up moonshine while yeah. they were doing this. So in Canada, do you think the same stupid phrase is, hey, watch this, or it's is it different? Uh, no, it's a. A, 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 watch a watch this. this yeah. yeah. So uh, they will dismantle the still after mm-hmm. finding it. A former Oklahoma resident is facing felony embezzlement charges for not returning a VHS tape rented in more than uh, two decades ago. Online documents show uh, Karen McBride is wa- is a wanted woman for never returning Sabrina the Teenage Witch. We on love that movie. VHS tape. In 1999, uh, the first thing she. This is according to McBride. No, it's not that. Oh, it's Sabrina oh. the Teenage Witch. Oh, not no, Teen Witch. Not Teen yeah. Witch. Ah. No. So McBride said the first thing she told me was felony embezzlement. So <laughs> I thought I was going to have a heart attack. McBride said she first learned about the charges when trying to change her name on her license after getting married in Texas. She said, I wanted to change my driver's license during this COVID thing. You had to make an appointment. And so I sent them an email, and they sent me an email, and they told me that I had an issue in Oklahoma, and this was the reference number for uh, me to call, and it did. McBride said the number was to the Cleveland County District Attorney's Office, where a woman there told her about the charges filed against her. She said she told me it was over the VHS tape, and I had to make uh, I had to make her repeat it because I thought this is insane. This girl's kidding me, right? But she wasn't kidding. McBride said over the last twenty years, she's been let go from several jobs without being given a reason why. And now to her, it all makes sense. She said, this is why. Because when they ran my criminal background check, all they were seeing are those two words, felony embezzlement. 
Uh, after a little more research, the DA's office has decided to dim- dismiss the charge. Isn't that wild? Felony but embezzlement. Somewhere, like this grizzled, like, you know, Detective Ed Kowalski. Ed, we got her. Right, right. <laughs> we got her. That cold case, that yeah, 20-year cold case. Cup of coffee, you know, oh. he's got the cigarettes. Really? Yeah. We got her. All right, here is a, uh, another story that, uh, unfortunately, this has been happening a lot. California authorities said a Texas man fell to his death last week while attempting to hike Mount Whitney. I've had a lot of hiking stories that have turned out bad like this. you got to know your capabilities. Uh, Mount Whitney, by the way, is the tallest mountain in the contiguous United States. Named uh, after a pop singer. Uh, Salo Escalante arrived at Mount Whitney on April 15th, intending to reach the summit in a day. By Sunday, Escalante, who traveled from Conroe, Texas, was reported missing. The department sent out a search and rescue team the next day, and on Tuesday, officials obtained a warrant to review cell phone records to help pinpoint his location. The team used a helicopter to find his body later that day. (laughs) They believe that Escalante... Slipped and fell at around 11,600 feet in elevation Jeez. while traversing a snowy chute, a term generally meant to describe an inclined plane or sloping channel. Escalante appeared to be an avid adventurer and frequently posted pictures of his trips on social media. Uh, Mount Whitney, by the way, is in central California. It's a popular climbing destination for avid mountaineers and climbers and is the tallest mountain in the U.S. outside of Alaska. In November, a 34-year-old mother spent two nights in freezing temperatures on Mount Whitney after falling about 100 feet. And she was later rescued, but she ended up dying of her injuries shortly thereafter. Because of the exposure? Don't really know. She had a, she fell 100 <sighs> feet, so she had a, she may have had a few things going on with her. Wow. But... And... This goes on for like a minute and a half. <laughs> Did you just edit that together? Yeah. It's, it was, okay. yeah, listen, it I appreciate, I appreciate the effort. Uh, okay. When Casey did that, he, you, you did this gesture like this. Is this, I'm always thinking? Yeah. Always yeah. thinking, man. So. Well, I also, okay. I edited it just with sight, I, without sound. Do it okay. again. Well, again. well, hang on. Now I got to. All right. And, all right, I got to. I just want to, here we go. Now we're ready. Okay, here we go. This is how that yeah. went for those of you who missed it just a second ago. Here we go. And- oh. So I get what you're trying to do. Yeah. So it's going to be end and the I yeah. would have been the me screaming. It's just a little lag, but yeah. I got it. All right. Hey, nice try. Hey, nice try. Hey, effort, man. No, I'm, and- oh. I'm, not, I'm not applauding that. <laughs> No. Right, and, and Do that, something with Bobby Brown. That is uh, that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Yeah. All right, let's take a break and come back in just a moment. You still have uh, about five minutes or so uh, to get the word over to us. The word is budget, all right? B-U-D-G-E-T. It's the presidency money clip, so make sure that you send that now. If you miss now, it's all right. Don't do anything. It's, you know, if, you, if you're driving or whatever, we got another one coming up at 10 o'clock, okay? So get yourself set. It happens all day long here, the presidency money clip. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You Help You Line. Hi, I'm Corey, and I'm a certified holistic nutritionist specializing in plant based nutrition with virtual and in person sessions out of Abington. Are you looking to dive into a more plant-based diet? If so, check out CorkerTheHerbivore.com, where I help clients learn to move more, eat well, and stress less. It's never too early or too late to make healthy changes in your life. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at CorkerTheHerbivore. 
Use code WMMR for 20% off any service listed. Next message. Hi, MMR fans. This is Lauren from Kimberly Boutique. We are a small boutique that specializes in women's clothing. We've been servicing the fabulous women of Philadelphia for 16 years. You can check us out on our Facebook and Instagram page, Kimberly Boutique Philly, or stop by and visit us at 123 South 16th Street in Britain House Square. Thank you for supporting small and local businesses. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. A uh, couple of uh, listener-generated things I would like to get to. I got this uh, email over the weekend, and I wanted to share it with you guys. It was sent to me uh, by a woman named Tracy. Her name is uh, Tracy Shimp. And she says, um, Gadzooks, my husband Mike has been a listener since the Y100 days. And she said, uh, Mike has been an outside sales rep for 20 years, spending many hours driving each day. He listened to your show every morning and would often call me to share what had him cracking up laughing. But in February of 2019, Mike went to bed after a few days of flu-like symptoms. And by the morning, he was unarousable. The flu, she puts in quotations, a flu, had actually been an infection that accumulated on his heart valve, which although undiagnosed was irregular since birth. While the doctors were conducting multiple tests attempting to make a diagnosis, pieces of the infection broke off from the valve and spread throughout his body to his kidneys, liver, and brain. These septic emboli caused multiple strokes, Mm. leaving Mike in a coma and on a ventilator. Uh, Mike spent months in the Thomas Jefferson University Hospital undergoing open-heart surgery and three more months in acute rehab at McGee. Or is it Maggie? M-A-G-E. McGee. McGee, yeah. yeah. Uh, The strokes left him unable to use his right arm or leg. Uh, He also had lost his ability to speak, read, or write. Mike has been home for a year and a half, continues with physical, occupational, and speech therapy. He has relearned how to walk for short stretches with a cane, and his speech is coming back slowly. Uh, His brain injury makes watching television difficult, and physically he fatigues easily. But every morning, Mike asks to listen to the Preston and Steve show. It's been a blessing for me to see him laughing again. Uh, these, uh, there are days when he can communicate something he has heard on your show and it's kind of therapy for him. It helps him work on short term memory and also word retrieval. Uh, not to mention laughter truly is the best medicine. She says, so thank you for all you do to bring laughter back into our home. God bless Tracy Shimp. I thought that was a great message. It's an amazing message. She, in in the subject she had read, she had written, uh, "Who knew your show would be part of my fifty one year old husband's stroke rehab?" Mm. Yeah, so we're a part of his his rehab program. I, she I says. sent her back an email, Preston, saying that uh, um, you know, and obviously we talk about this, um, you know, and all over the years we've been asked what's the best part of what we do, and this is clearly when you get stuff like this. And I said, uh, you know, give it to her husband to to now be the, the default story we'll tell. Because it's it's such an amazing story, and it sounds like there's a picture of her family gathered around Mike, and and it's you can see there it's a loving family. So he's got the best scenario. Yeah, and we're gonna have to uh, as soon as possible be able to visit with him sometime. Absolutely, uh, and uh, say hello in person. So uh, thank you for sharing that, Tracy. That's uh, uh, that's a that's a story that uh, that we'll never forget. Absolutely. Uh, no, absolutely yeah. not. We appreciate that. All right, and then I got this other uh, piece comes with some audio. 
Uh, You've been talking I, about this mystery audio. Yeah, that I would like to play for you guys. And uh, only uh, Casey and Marissa have heard it. I didn't want anybody to hear it yet. But uh, this is from a guy named Matt Phillips, who I've communicated with before. And out of nowhere, he just decided to put this together and, and send it. So uh, take a listen to this and, and tell me what you guys think. Here we go. He's a man on the top, and he's in 2K pop. He's a man we all know, it's Steve Morrison. <laughs> he's telling a joke to the MMR folk. He's the man we all know, it's Steve Morrison. Whoa! His action figures agree. He's the man we all know as Steve Morrison. He's the keeper of cats, so in his house there's no rats. He's the man we all know as Steve Morrison. Whoa, 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 I see that mm-hmm. as that's a it, hit. It, well, it's very it's it's like the beginning of a um, of a fun but thoughtful and family friendly sitcom. Or I think my, with, like, with, a, with a montage of of you around right, the house right. with your cats and your wife <laughs> sniffing a dandelion, doing things you know, like, like that. Yeah. Or, or like for my my self help uh, podcast. My, oh, my, yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you for tuning in today. <laughs> so glad you could join us. He's a man on the top. I love it. Yeah, meet me like, you know, spinning around slowly on the beach, you know, hugging my cats, hugging my wife, yep, hugging a flight attendant. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Going through that montage. So Matt. That's had, wonderful. Matt had, uh, I guess his group is called, or it, it might be just him, but it's called Go Evolution, and he had written a song about Sasquatch. <laughs> Uh, that he sent me, or Bigfoot, and, yeah. and uh, a while back, and I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I responded back to him how much I liked it. And uh, so then he, uh, that was that was probably like a year ago, maybe. And uh, so he had um, he had put together your your little. It's beautiful, show and, and it, it should be released. Mm-hmm. Some major company should release it because it's a guaranteed hit. Yep. To me, it's like what is that song from uh, the? Uh, uh, God, who does it? I'm having a complete brain fart. You but need to give us a clue. It, it, I know, and I have no clues available, which right, makes it right, so much more difficult. Making a way back. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Come on, you know. Is it Michelle Branch? No, it's Colby Kaye. No, it's Vanessa. No, no, Vanessa Carlton. Yay! What's thousand the name miles. Of that? Thousand miles. I have that. I never remember the title of that song. I have that song uh, somewhere in, in in a couple of different uh, playlists that I have, and I it, it played. And my daughter heard it, and she started laughing. That no, I had that stop song. it! Come on, man. Totally badass. It's a piano. I love Steve that Morrison. It's the it's Steve Morrison. Steve Morrison. I like Steve Morrison. He's kind of bald. Oh, we backed it up that far. Steve Morrison. 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 Steve Mor
I always like this video, too, where she's, on, she's playing the piano as they're driving all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's in violation of the law to do yeah. that. I always, had, I always thought she was pretty cute. And she's a, really a girl next door. Talented uh, yeah. musician. I heard she's a little... Uh, that. Um, Don't say it. If difficult. it's mean. Really? Okay. I, I heard I, her, her I, owl is very nice. Yeah, well, she ends up with an owl on the piano with her for a little stretch there. They're, they're cruising along in the back of a truck, and then an owl lands next to her on the piano? That's yeah. not realistic. So she's difficult? Who told you that? I read that a long time ago. Damn so it. I don't know. Maybe she's way better now. Oh, well, look at that. Yeah, she actually committed murder. Uh, no, that's not true. Um, <laughs> hang on a second. I need to go to this phone call. It is uh, Stephen who's on the line. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve Morrison. Preston. How you doing? <laughs> Wonderful. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing quite well. This morning, just won $500. Wow! He did it. Uh, nice job, Stephen. We appreciate you listening. Where are you from, sir? Well, I live down in Northeast Maryland. Northeast oh, Maryland. Nice. So you're in South America. No. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. no that's awesome, man. Uh, too far off from here. Is that the furthest term? Signal hits uh, north south Maryland. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the north part of Maryland. And yeah, I would imagine. There. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it starts there. breaking yeah. up. It starts yeah. breaking up a little bit. Uh, well, I mean, with the app, you, you yeah, know. you can be pretty much anywhere, anywhere. and you can snag. Did you do? Uh, did you text or use the app or the website, Stephen? Well, I use the app. You use the app. You know what? You are in the running for the grand prize in ten thousand dollars. Nice. Thank Wise you, Thank yep. you, Steve. You're welcome. In the meantime, $500 for you, Steve. Thanks for listening, brother. Yeah. We appreciate it. Congratulations. Hey, Thank you very much. You bet. Steven is our net, our latest winner. You could be our next winner, and that will be at about 10 a.m. Steve won money. We'll have your chance to win that. And then again at noon and 2 and 4 and 6 and 8. So on. All right. Hang on a second. Ness Baldwin, what do you have here? Well, two things. Uh, she suffered from depression and uh, anorexia when she was younger. So wow. perhaps some of um, her problems uh, stem from that. She she sought out some therapy and is doing better in, in later in life. And then uh, in 2010, she came out as bisexual. Okay. What so, do you know? Yeah, she uh, stated to the attending audience, I've never said this before in my life, but I'm a proud bisexual woman. Okay. What about the owl? Is the owl bi? The owl uh, <laughs> is... Uh, what about the owl? Yeah, it doesn't say. <laughs> do you think that owl's still alive? I, I, well, owls can live uh, longer, much longer than your average octopus. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I have I mean, those thoughts pressing. Do you ever watch a show or a sitcom <laughs> or something? You of say, course. That dog's dead by I now. always, every yeah, single time, time I go, that, that, that dog's dead. That cat's dead by now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. And then I cry. What? And then I pour one out for the dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's cow can. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me, tip, let me tip this gravy train. I just don't think like that. You don't. No. Well, Dave, David Brennan used to do the bit about the uh, the canned laughter, and you know that you. Yeah, hear. a lot of oh, those people are dead. dead. Yeah. I remember that. No, I will. I will. I will see people in films yeah. that are older, and they're and the movies are old, and go, wow, they're they're gone by now. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's, but they're... I generally don't think about it when I see an owl and go, wow. I oh. wonder if it's still alive. Well, I mean, wow. normally I all sorts dogs, of feral but... creatures have picked their bones clean. <laughs> <laughs> like Jessica Tandy, you know, is in. Yeah, yeah. Said, no, 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 no. She's she's, she's been she's been picked clean a long time. Pick <laughs> clean. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, owls. Although owls may have been known to live up to twenty five years, the average lifespan of most species is probably much lower, according to this. But they can live for twenty five years. Okay. All right. There's some birds good, that can live. Good for, chance. You ever see an owl time. perform the song "Spin Me Right Round"? No, no. that's a good song. 
Uh, Their head just stays in yeah. one place and the body spins all the way around. <laughs> so that song came out, Casey, in, in the early 2000s, so that Al could still be alive. Yeah. All right, yeah. When, did, when did Jessica Tandy die? 94. I'm okay. surprised. Yeah. Um, drive you to the store. Uh, yeah, this, yeah. this is the theme to Drive You, Miss Daisy. That was part Morgan Freeman's character. He would he would crank this up on the stereo like system. This, this is one dead or alive. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And that is good as flock of seagulls. Hoke. That was his name. Yeah. Hoke. Hoke. You have the most obscure listening habits. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the pest moment, Miss Daisy. Hoke, you're the one. You turned me on to Kazagoogle. <laughs> That's good stuff. It's a theme to a never-ending story. Almost. The lead singer yeah. of Kazagoogle. Jamal. Jamal. Uh, My wife's split hairs. Lamal. Lamal. <laughs> Lamal? That was his name? Yeah. Yeah. You don't remember? He no. sang uh, The Never-Ending Story and uh, was the lead singer of Kazagoogle. Yep. Never-Ending Story. You didn't know that was the same person? No, I did oh, not. Okay. Yeah, the same person that sang Too Shy, sang Never Ending okay. Story. Lamal. And, okay. Yeah. Where's he, where are they from? Uh, England. England, yeah. He, I think he has some... Uh, British band. Whatever his derivation, the, the name is or whatever, but I, I know they're from England. Cool. His uh, name, Lamal, is an anagram of Hamill. Really? Yeah, like That's Mark stupid. Hamill. Okay. Yeah, is, well, is it, this entire conversation is pretty stupid. I Steve, know. So. Do we want to? Oh, because you know he was only five feet six inches tall. His his last name is Hamill. Christopher uh, Hamill is yeah. his real name, and he took oh he, he mixed up Hamill and made it Lamal. It's like I can't Daisy. believe okay. we're talking about this. He was born in Pemberton, United Kingdom, Miss Daisy. <laughs> Miss Daisy, there's this God. <laughs> there's this singer that I've become aware of. Her name is uh, Yeba. Okay. And yeah, have you guys dude. heard about Yeba at all? Uh-uh. No. Oh, okay. So, uh, did, but, she, did she get that from like some gibberish that? Um, that's that, what her mom used to call her. But, oh, I thought it was uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> yabby, 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 you got it in your baby boo-doo. Um, no, but uh, her actual name is Abby, and her mom uh, yabby, called, yabby. <laughs> uh, called her Yeba because Yeb, uh, Yeba is Abby backwards. Okay. All right, I got yeah. you. We all good on this? Yeah, we're cool. Good. Everybody's good? We all understand? Yeah. All right. Are we clear? Our crystal. <laughs> crystal. <laughs> yeah, but was named by Nell. <laughs> she's, I heard it in the movie. It sounded I don't pretty. Know what she's saying, I guess that's the baby's name. What's the baby's name? Sion Konko. Sai Adela is our middle name. Adela. Sai Adela Konko. I'm Sion Konko. Well, speaking of names, uh, there's this guy named Josh. Yeah. His name is Josh Swain in Arizona. And last year, I, he was on Facebook, and just as, as a joke, he had said that there could be only one person with his name, and he challenged all other Joshes on Facebook to a fight. And he sent uh, random coordinates to a place where they would meet. It ended up being in Nebraska, and he picked April 24th, just a couple of days ago, as the date for what they were calling the Joshening, <laughs> and after he posted screenshots to his Facebook me- uh, of his Facebook message to Twitter, the invitation to the ultimate Joshing Championships went viral. People came from all over the country. No. Some even flew in. Joshes from South Dakota, Texas, and New York participated in the Josh Royale, <laughs> and many of the Joshes dueled with things like pool noodles. 
and some competed with rock, paper, scissors in the battle for Josh supremacy. Some of them dressed like Jedis, others dressed <laughs> as Spider-Man and so on, and they showed up at this field. How did this even get traction? I don't know, but it took off and it ended up happening. So there, there's a tremendous amount of people. It, yes. Uh, there had to be something else behind it for it to get this kind of traction. I don't know. Well, it, it ended up being a charity drive. So they, yes. they raised a lot of money. which oh. was, So there, there became there a, good, you go. a good cause attached to it. And, uh, yeah, it just started off as sort of a viral funny thing on Facebook. Uh, but then re- people realized that they actually could get people to gather together, all these Joshes that wanted to be there. And so they decided, Steve, to uh, run with it and make it a good cause. Was there an ultimate Josh named? Uh, yeah. Oh, there was? There was a Josh that won, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that part of it. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll see if I can find it. My brother's name is Josh, so my brother Adam and I were were joking with our brother Josh this weekend about sending our Josh there next year. You know, it's funny because every, um, every six to six months to a year, I'll get stuff in the mail about there is a Morrison Club. like <laughs> Really? Yeah, like, huh. a, like a worldwide, like the Morrisons of the world. And it's a it's a thing of pride, and it's like mm. I you know you always wonder if it what kind of because obviously they want you to invest something in. I've never looked in that. I mean, Preston is a unique name. I right. wonder. I wonder if there's a uh, Preston Society of some sort. Well, the there order are, of Preston. You, you'd probably have less people showing up at a Preston. Yeah, yeah, but, battle, but, but, but a Josh battle. Oh yeah, the, for for an event like this, it would never happen. But that might be a, a smaller club, and so, to make it a little more exclusive. Year, oh. Years ago on Twitter, uh, somebody uh, there's the Casey's United, right? Yeah, yeah. and so it's, it's a soccer all, team. Right? No, it's not. It's it's all people named Casey, and so there is also a Josh's United, and there, there's a lot of Twitter <laughs> handles that takes people's names and it tries to connect you just through your first name now i don't follow oh wait i do i do follow them now but they hit me up first so oh really they yeah, reached out to you because you're a more notable casey maybe i don't know but uh but there is a josh's united uh twitter handle i wonder okay. if there is a steve's oh united. A steve there's a ton of steve yeah there's loads of steves uh by the way so the final winner was uh, was josh the guy who created it josh swain well i saw they were hoisting a little kid with a with no, a yeah that, he's the who, who won there was, it was another josh swain preston there oh was, another one there were several josh swains there in the end as well so, yeah so uh but this little kid this five-year-old kid ended up being the winner look at this little kid press he's adorable oh and it was it was rock paper scissors and he won and they give him the uh the crown and a belt and the whole thing that's great <laughs> I love stupid ideas like that yeah. that for some reason get traction and end up becoming a thing, whatever that thing is. Who's the guy, um, the Jedi, the guy, uh, Mendel Doug? Mendel Doug, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Right about Mendel Doug. Yeah, we were looking at, at people with lightsabers and so on. So, yeah, he used to he used to beat people with his lightsaber on the <laughs> Villanova's campus, if I remember Proud uh, Conestoga alumni. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Me, so, Todd Glass, yeah. and Mendel Doug. Yeah. <laughs> You guys get together and play Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> yeah, all the time. Um, you know what? Another thing that I that I saw over the weekend. Um, actually, I saw this last week, but um, apparently, and I, and I don't know when this started taking off. And Marissa says she has something to contribute because I mentioned this to her. Uh, but older fashions, and by that I don't mean. So it, it's apparently I like bell bottoms. Uh, it's apparently becoming stylish for. The younger generation to dress like senior citizens, right? To look like to look like classically oh. old people. Yes, like patches on the elbows. Yeah, even yeah, right. even more than that. You know, like uh, uh, like I saw a picture of a guy in a lime green leisure suit. Okay, uh, with it with a like a Jeff cap that uh, that matched. 
Uh, but apparently that's kind of taking off fashion-wise. Hang on a second. Marissa, you wanted to mention something? Yeah, well, I think it's just like uh, the evolution of vintage. Kind of like how I wore bell bottoms and my mom looked at me and was like, you're wearing clothes that I wore in high school. It just right. kind of goes around. But so I had a um, I participated in a um, yard sale this past weekend and I had a whole ton of stuff from when my parents moved a few years ago. And we had a huge cedar closet that was full of all of my parents old clothes. And I thought this stuff is coming back in fashion. I'm going to put it in a Rubbermaid and try to sell it. And wouldn't you believe this group of teen girls came up and I had so much clothes. They spent an hour. Hour, digging through <laughs> oh my all God. my clothes from high school, which is crazy, and then digging through like my dad's shirts, like his old polo shirts that just you know had um, huh. asymmetrical lines. They were going crazy. They spent a lot of money, and it was awesome. Do you huh. think so? Like for retro stuff, do you think like um, do you think like people during the Bronze Age would, <laughs> would put on loincloths? Just, uh, yeah, like same, oh, animal wow. pelts. Yeah. Wow, man. You I look like my grandfather. Yeah. The sentimental value wasn't there either because I also picked up a sweater that said Gimbals on it. That was my dad. Gimbals. And I freaked out and I was like, oh my God, this sweater was bought right there on Market Street at Gimbals and now it's in my possession and it's this blue, smells kind of bad, like a cedar closet sweater. And I was like, this needs to be in my closet right now. I need to have it. So what things are making the grade from from old, when I think of like really old um, and I guess it, it it changes, but I mean, like you know, like like an old person's, you know, fashion so accessory would be like the beads that that hold the glasses on your, yeah. you know, like that sort of stuff. Well, that yeah. that came back a, a while Did ago. It? People okay. were putting, yeah, people were putting that on their glasses, uh. and now they have it for the masks now. So that's like really, it's back. It, no, it is though, yeah. but it's more of like I think it's more of a nod to like what the older generation would wear. So it's like. Um, like what's in style in the stores now are like tweed blazers for women. So that's something that you would see like your grandma wear to like cousin Molly's baby shower right. or um, like super, uh, what do they call it? Micro, uh, micro floral. Micro minis. No, micro floral dresses. So it's it's this these tiny little flowers on the dresses. It's like something you'd see your mom in, but all of that is coming back in. Okay. And just a super like comfy, it's like comfy too, like the cardigans, like a Kurt Cobain type a slouchy, okay. slouchy stuff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, stuff that's kind of baggy and hangs on I you mean, a little look bit. At what, look at the what I have on today. It's like there's no form fitting to it. It's yeah. just like a, um, you know. What would you call that? Well, it's actually called a shacket, which a is shacket? A, a shirt, a shacket, a so shirt and a jacket. Okay. But yes, a shacket. <laughs> but it's not form fitting in any way. It's sort of bad. What about shants, which is a shirt <laughs> attached to your pants? Shirt pants, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So I guess, and, and we had talked about this earlier about leisure wear becoming more common uh, because of the pandemic. Everybody got used to wearing uh, comfortable you know, sweats and things yeah, like yeah. that. So maybe now baggy as well, because baggy's more comfortable, and you might wear that around the house if, if you're not going out or something. So. I mean, it's most of the stuff out there, sweaters, shirts, they're all larger size and, and baggy. Right. Oh. right. Well, uh, not only larger and baggier, but old. Old and smelly. And smelly, <laughs> like your grandparents. And piss-stained. Uh, and maybe, well, maybe they'll yeah. be part people, of it, too. you know, skid marks. Piss-stained. <laughs> I also have a lot of clothes left over that do not fit me at all anymore, so if anyone knows a good place where I can take them to, I'm all ears. You have a lot know. left? So much, Preston. Did, did you not move much, or? Uh, no, I did. Um, I just have a lot. And is this, you, you went over and, and raided your parents' closets, or what? I did. When my parents moved a few years ago. Okay. Um, I just put it all in Rubbermaid containers knowing that I could probably, you know, 
consign it or something like that. Um, I just am. Where Where do you shop it. primarily now that Kids R Us has gone out? Of- <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, uh, Steve, I was having a conversation with a girlfriend last night. We were saying we're in that time period where we don't know where to shop. Right. Like if you go to Urban Outfitters, we feel too old. <laughs> uh, yeah. Free people, we feel a little too old. But like anthropology, we feel too young for. Um, so I don't know. I guess I'm, I like a boutique shopping and I like vintage and things yes, like that. Yes, I can so see that. I like finding little elements. Um, yeah, so, well, if you, you know, you can eventually donate it if you can't find a, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 but it's really cool, I wanted to find, like, to the really petite good, homeless. yeah, like, when these <laughs> girls walked up, they were so excited, um, that's why I just wanted to find a good home. Okay, nice, excellent, all right, well, anyhow, those fashions are, uh, apparently all the rage. Yes. So, I'm always last. I like that. Know, so, I thought I'd pass And we're on. all about fashion, look at us. Uh, there was another interesting thing, uh, that, um, Nick had passed along this weekend, and apparently it is a, um, it's an art, it's a piece of art that is going to be installed, and it will allow you to actually walk on top of the Schuylkill River. I suggest right now that, uh, with all the sludge and garbage, you could do this without an art installation. Probably, right? <laughs> But um, it is kind of, it, it looks really cool, I thought. Yeah, so it is this big lime green pathway uh, curving out from land near uh, Bartram's Garden. Uh, the walkable art installation is a new project from Mural Arts. Uh, the circular structure will change in elevation as you walk around it. So at different points, you'll be walking above the water, and others you'll be like all the way, it goes down in the water. It's kind of cool. And it looks pretty interesting. So- you can be like, you know, up to your right. neck, in which the is water. a dream of most people to be up to their neck. Sure. Susan, <laughs> what are you yeah. looking at? You're not going to see anything. <laughs> uh, the project is set to debut fall of next year. What? Uh, it's Ow. called Float Lab. We need it now. Yeah. And uh, I'm uh, sorry, where did you say it's going to be? It's going to be near Bartram's Garden, which I don't oh, know where that okay. is. West Philly? Is it yeah. West Philly? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, so, and yeah. there's different colored kayaks in this picture, this rendering. Are those going to be available for use? I, I don't know. I don't know where that is. Oh, but... yeah. So, like, near Gray's Ferry, kind of. Like, if you're coming back from the stadiums towards Center City, before you get to University Ave exit. You know, like, there's a kind of a stretch there along the river where there's a little bit of no man's land. Um, so yes. Near, I know what you're about. near Gray's Ferry, before you get to... University City if you're heading uh, west on the Google Expressway. So, by the way, this is uh, the pictures that we're looking at. I assume this has been done in other cities before then, right? I think so. Okay. To me, it, it has the feel of like the, um, what was that Instagram, um, the happy place? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that kind of thing? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, there's so well, this much. This will be permanent, no? No. No, it's a temporary oh, thing. Oh, yeah. um, I'm sorry. They're gonna, for they have to drain the river first to put it in. <laughs> the photos that we're looking at um, are, are just rendering. So, But, um, you know, there's so much great oh. riverfront property in Philly that's unexplored. And, and it's, you know, in, in most other cities around the country, people take advantage of waterfront property. In Philly, historically, for whatever reason, we haven't. You know, so we have two major. I think there's more um, property along major rivers in Philadelphia than New York than most other cities in the country. There's a ton. That's why, like, with Nick Elmy's new restaurant and everything and all totally. that stuff. And, and the Marriott, uh, all of that stuff down along the river. It's it's sitting right there. It's yeah. wonderful. Make use of it. Damn it. Yeah. By the way, that uh, the, the hotel where the, the Nick Elmy's new restaurant is. Yes. Are they done with that, or is it supposed to look rusty and it's crappy supposed, like yeah, that? It's a, supposed to look distressed. They that call looks it, yeah. stupid to me. Well, Does it look industrial? I, yeah. yeah. It I, looks run down. There's, um, there are apartment complexes, like these luxury apartment complexes that are doing the same thing. They're popping up 
in parts of the in the in this whole area. There's a couple of them. I forget the name of yeah. it, but it's that same look. Yeah, yeah. I was driving. They're, they're going to redo those in a few years. I'll you bet think you. so? Yeah. I bet you they'll look at it and go, "Yeah, not a good idea." That's just my guess. What were you going to say, Casey? No, I was just driving on 76 yesterday, and I saw that. And I, and I had eaten lunch there, so, and I thought it was fine there. But, like, when you're driving on the highway and you see this giant rusted box, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't. I did, that's I don't, why I never knew I, there was a hotel down there. Yeah, I thought it was appealing. some beat-up, uh, yeah. you know, uh, industrial warehouse or something like that. That's how you insult a transformer, mm. by the way. <laughs> Say that your mom's a big rusted box. <laughs> what transformer? <laughs> I didn't know that. Optimus Prime. And you don't really want to insult a, a transformer that's really no. powerful. May I jump off on a tangent here? Please. Have you seen the, the Kevin Smith is promoting this Optimus Prime truck that does a conversion to, it becomes Optimus Prime. It's no. a toy? It's a toy, It's but it is like, it is a mofo. It's him and uh, and Jason Amuse. Wait, so does it transform it itself? It transform on, transforms on command here. We're watching... Uh, the commercial here, and and Preston, it stands up. It it's sort of when it's standing there, it's sort of moving. It it, it it's just it's a cool cool thing. Anybody who's a fan of Transformers will freak. Watch this thing transform. Wait, and so you activate it by yeah, you say so, something? Yeah, tr- transform or activate. Or okay. What is what is the the command for? Uh, I don't know. Whatever it was, we'll watch. He'll say it. Jason will say it, and then just give me a second here. Bear with me. Are you going to describe this? Yes. Or do you want me to do it? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. So Jason and and. Uh... Kevin. <laughs> Kevin are sitting here in front of this toy, and all of a sudden it's starting to create itself in front of them, and it's standing up now. It goes from a, a it goes from a truck to a transformer, and they're freaking out. Uh, all right, that doesn't. I'm, I'm not crazy impressed by that. I think it's neat, but yeah. they've always had transformer toys. But I guess the fact that it does it by itself by itself is, is kind of neat. You going to get one? No, okay. no. I'm a, I'm a moderate Transformers fan. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. Uh, listen, I grew up with the Transformers. I had Transformers. Uh, they were the best. I, I loved um, playing with them. When I was transforming them, I had to sit there over a course of probably a minute straight because yeah. it took me that long to transform it. And I would sit there making sounds with my mouth going like... I hated them because yeah. of how complex they were to yeah. open and close and, and put back together. And so would, the they, fact, would, would this rock your world case? So the fact that this thing transforms on its own in a matter of just seconds, yes, I love that. Nice. Right. I wonder how much that costs. Do they indicate? $700. No. Oh, I do not seriously? want that. That yeah. is dumb. $700? <laughs> That's why it's so awesome, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to pay $700 to get something like that. I mean, honestly, who gets, what adult gets toys? Damn, I know. Yeah. It's silly to even think about <laughs> I heard that. a song earlier today that suggests that uh, an adult around here gets toys. That's right. That's right. I think he's, uh, I think we have that all queued up. <laughs> He's a man on the top, and he's in 2K pop. He's a man we all know, it's Steve Morrison. Yeah! He's telling a joke to the MMR folk. He's the man we all know, it's Steve Morrison. Beautiful. It's so happy. Yeah, I love it. The voice of E.T. His action figures agree. The man we all know is Steve Morrison. You know that? I got one. He's always on time. <laughs> Anyone topped him is prime. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. 
You couldn't get through because you were laughing at yourself. <laughs> I, I didn't laugh at all. What this should be is a slow motion shot of me in my jacket falling backwards on my bed. <laughs> yes. I, I stopped it. because I thought I was... Uh, like with the whole bouquet of flowers, but like letting them go as, as, I, as I fall back with my jacket. Okay. <laughs> We got to take a break, uh, and the reason being is because we have a guest coming up in just yeah. a moment. Uh, he is the president and CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Greg Harris. So we will come back. There's more information about the fan vote where you can participate, and we have another shot of you winning five hundred dollars. We had a got a winner just a little while ago. Stay with us because we won't be going long. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's local shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Liz DeLise. Liz DeLise, your local shots artist of the month for April. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. We are always happy to have our next guest on. He's been on before, and uh, he's a Philly guy, which is wonderful. Sure is. And he's also El Presidente. And CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Museum, please welcome Mr. Greg Harris to our show this morning. Man, I'll I'll come on every day if I get an intro like that. (laughs) Well, you deserve it, sir. I'm not sure I've heard a traffic report that didn't mention the Schuylkill, though. (laughs) Uh, That's impressive. Yeah, how is or no problems on, on the Schuylkill this morning, Kath? Uh, There's got to be. There always is. You know that, Greg. <laughs> well, the, the sinkholes are drawing the attention this morning. No, you know what? Well, the sinkhole is gone, um, and mm. there is a little bit, but it, it's actually not too bad. Yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah, it's a stellar day. Hey, what part of our area uh, did you grow up in, uh, Greg? Uh, born in Trenton and grew up across the river in Morrisville. Okay. Uh, then I went to Temple. Uh, lived down at Fifth and South and had a record store down there for many years, the Philadelphia Record Exchange. Wow. And then li- lived up uh, in Fishtown before places skyrocketed when you could buy a house for the price of a car. <laughs> Don't you wish you would have yeah, held on to some piece of property you might have had there. Um, your record your record store, how long did that run for? You know what? It It's still going. It's no now kidding. up on, on Frankfurt Avenue. It's been 33 years later, I think. It's amazing. Running tally. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, were you like the character, um, uh, John Cusack's character in, what is that, High Fidelity? Yes. That, that you know, that was pretty much our life. We had characters, and uh, it's a great store. My old partner, J.C. Webster, still has it, and uh, anytime I can... Shout that out. It's been a, a, a treasure for Philly, a real treasure. Well, that's cool because I would want the minder of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Museum to be somebody who has actually had some experience in the trenches and certainly record stores would be the trenches yeah. of rock. That's where, I mean, and not just rock, but all that music coming through there. And and if you're not a musician, then that's uh, that certainly qualifies you, I think. And I, I would say so. And the other connection is I actually road managed a local guy, Ben Vaughn. Oh, okay. Uh, for a bit from wow. over in uh, Haddonfield. So you, um, you've done it. Yeah, it's better than someone who, say, uh, worked on food additives, Preston. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, listen, I grew up in this area, and I have never been really, like, west of Pittsburgh. So I've never been to Ohio. And, and I want to get to Cleveland, 
only because of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Me too. And, yep. and I have yet to go there, and, you know, I'm just trying to figure out, like, all right, when is the best opportunity to go? Are you guys up and running, you know, with the, with the pandemic happening and everything? So, yeah, you know, we're up and running. We have all the right health and safety protocols in place. <clears throat> this building's huge. It's 150,000 square feet. We do live music outside on our plaza all summer long. And uh, Philly friends, hop in the car. It's about six hours. Like, just go. You can leave in the morning, have lunch here, hang out, go catch an Indians game, spend the night and drive home, or well, go back. It's, I, it's a great trip. We're it's looking at, at what's behind you is would be worth the trip alone. There's a, it looks, <laughs> I see Jimi Hendrix. It looks like Joan Jett, maybe perhaps behind. Or, yeah. yeah, but I mean, there's listen – it's funny because there's always been sort of an up and down with the with the um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and do you know is it is it is it legit is it so on and so forth everybody look Pierre went there has been there a couple times now everyone that I respect loves it and talks you know so glowingly about the ex- exhibit so yeah it's something that I definitely want to get to and you're right it's just a it's really a, a slightly long car trip but you can get it get there and back in a, you know a weekend. You can do it. And, you know, I think everybody knows the early story. MMR lobbied hard for it in Philly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Cleveland won out. Uh, to this day, uh, Larry Maggot of Electric Factory is a good friend. And uh, we joke that it's a damn shame I'm not living in Philly with this great museum there <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. But, Greg, if, if I do come visit, how much am I going to dump on merch in the uh, gift shop? Because yeah. I'd imagine I'm going to be yeah. leaving with very little <laughs> money in my pocket. <laughs> You are. Uh, it's it's a great spot. Come on out. The All room right. I'm in is called the garage, and visitors can jam with each other in here. Really? Oh, so that those what? instruments behind you are usable. Yeah, wow. there's less Pauls, there's strats, there's tellies. It's good stuff. And uh, we've Preston. had like Metall- Metallica has been in here jamming with visitors before. That's uh, that's so cool. That's oh awesome. Yep. So um, right now you guys are gearing up for the NFL draft, which is kind of mind blowing. The, the the draft is going to be held at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame starting Thursday. Yeah, you know, so Cleveland sits on a lake, and the museum is right on the lakefront. And when you guys hosted the draft, they used um, a Ben Franklin um, Parkway with the uh, the art museum in the background. Here, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is really that backdrop. The whole thing is themed rock and roll. We've got bands playing. And, um, you know, crowds are going to be a little smaller, of course. But it's happening. It kicks off this Thursday. And um, <clears throat> the first round is Thursday night. And it's going to be for the next three days. So we're like a, a construction zone right now. Lots is happening. But the museum itself, we're open all year long. Uh, we did close a little bit for COVID, but we're open now. We've got an amazing Hall of Fame. I think everybody there must know that Todd Rundgren is nominated this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, and um, there's another 15 other nominees, and there's voting underway now. Where we're going to announce the class on May 12th. We'll celebrate them all summer. Then the inductions will be in the fall. So the um, the, um, the the regular civilians obviously can vote as well, and there are some really strong contenders uh, that are up for that um, that honor. Uh, who is in the lead right now of the list of potential luminaries? You know, uh, Tina Turner as a solo artist um, is really doing well in the voting. Uh, Tina Turner's doing great. And then there's an interesting um, global anomaly in a way. Uh, Fela Kuti, a great Afro pop artist, is also nominated this year. And so he's from Nigeria, and a, a number of Nigerian pop stars have been hammering it on social media. So he's getting a ton of votes. Wow. And, uh, and Tina Turner will go ahead during the daytime hours in the U.S. And then <laughs> Fela will go ahead 
in the daytime hours in Nigeria and they'll flip flop <laughs> back and forth. So, so let me ask you, and I, I made uh, you know uh, allusion to it earlier about you know there's there are a lot of people who, you know, and everyone sort of as nominations come out and and you know there are people say ah oh, they they they're, they're they're not worthy of this or they're not worthy to be in the Rockwell Hall of Fame. But but at the end of the day, I think a lot of that has subsided. And and I think just the general acknowledgement that is, you know, there there are rock elements to acts that may not necessarily be rock, but that are certainly worthy of the recognition. Do you feel that that whole thing is a, is pretty much behind the Rock and Roll Hall of, uh, Hall of Fame at this point? Or is it still something is it something that will live with you guys forever? Yeah, you know, I think one, it, I think part of it will be with us forever because people are passionate and they care. Right. And so if, if their favorite artist isn't in, they tend to throw darts at the ones that are in. Right. Now, right. The, that which is a challenge, right? I think that, um, and frequently it's music that they didn't grow up with or didn't move them the same way. We all love the bands we loved in high school. Uh, we, that's, that's what we do. And um, if somebody different than that goes in, sometimes you wonder about your artist. Uh, the reality is there's only 338 inductees out of the millions of people that ever made records. There's only 338. Wow. It's really small, small, exclusive club. Now, some of that stuff, I think, subsided when some of the some bigger name acts that people used to really lobby for. The Moody Blues are now in. Rush is now in. Yes is now in. Kiss is now in. Yeah. Um, when they weren't in and somebody else went in that they didn't agree with, they would start questioning. It's it. true. Yeah. Uh, right. All right. So uh, let me ask you this then. When it comes to uh, nominating and or in, uh, getting people into in groups, bands, artists, whatever, into the Hall of Fame, um, I'm going to uh, – can you draw me a parallel? Like if I'm – an NFL fan, right? So you're not always inducted into the Hall of Fame based on the amount of championships that you've won, right? So this is not necessarily you've sold the most records or whatever, but you could take somebody who has had a buttload of uh, receiving yards and touchdowns and, and has never gotten to the, to the big game. Like, what are the prereqs in order to get somebody or some artists into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? All right, so... I'm going to shift it from football to baseball because I happened to work at the Baseball Hall of Fame for 14 years before no coming out here. <laughs> and uh, and the, the difference is in those sports, there's statistics that are hard and fast. You win 300 games, you uh, get 3,000 hits. You know, those are just magical. And you're, you're automatically a Hall of Famer. You can compare it across the eras. In rock and roll, it's all about impact and influence, and it's completely subjective. So the Velvet Underground maybe sold a hundred thousand records in their whole active career, but they influenced a million other bands. So they've been inducted as influencers. Uh, whereas an artist that sold a ton of records, but was just kind of following the trends is not inducted. So okay. it's really impact and influence. Did they take the art form in a new direction? Did they do something that really stoked change? Who would you think of in that vein? Well, like when Paul Simon did Graceland, suddenly it brought that, different rhythms, different sounds, different feel into, into rock and roll. Uh, that's kind of the idea. And um, that's where it goes. Is it change? Is it, imp has it been impactful? And has it influenced others that came after them? Well, there's a certain symmetry to the uh, to having the NFL draft where you are right now because I know that Buddy's watching you is is uh, uh, <laughs> for, it's eligible now at this point. Yeah, the Super Bowl shuffle is going to win. You're, you're lobbying hard for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? 
Is there a novelty element, or have you guys flirted with? I, I, I have not been, and I don't know if one exists. But is there a place for the great novelty songs throughout? Because there have been novelty rock songs, and and just in yeah. general songs that were super popular, but are you know, diversions, but fun nonetheless. Is is there a place for that in the uh, museum? So we, we started um, something a few years ago where we're recognizing songs. They're not mm-hmm. inducted. They're being recognized. Right. So, for instance, um, impactful songs like Link Ray's Rumble. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Louie Louie. Okay. Uh, yep. You know, the Kingsmen are never going to be inducted, but that song just set off a whole bunch of other things. So we're, we're honoring songs in that way. Um, it's Little Stephen uh, of the E Street Band was really instrumental in th- helping us think about that. Uh, so we do honor and recognize songs, and um, it's uh, it's a recognition that some things can can make a really loud noise, even though it's only one song. Right, right. Uh, it, so that's where it's at now. The museum. It, so none of you have been out here. You got to go. I know visit. it's crazy. Know. It's crazy. <laughs> I, and and I definitely want to. Uh, it, it's been on the list for a long, long time. I will be there soon. And it sort of seems a no brainer now, as you said. I mean, honestly, it, it is. It's quick to get there. Yes, we will, we will make good on this because yep. it's, it's now it's 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 easy and if you with air travel and so on and so forth, it's not an issue. My know? plan is to do that and then go to to do the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cedar Point, which yep. is not too far away. So cool. knock those both. Hey, out. Listen, if you could include a few roller coasters yeah. over there, you could get us there in <laughs> a right. heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal: let's make it um, <laughs> let's make it a business trip. We'll give you our radio studio. Oh, oh. okay, dude, did we do that? We got to do that. MMR will, will float you so you can come make the trip, hey, and, uh, and we'll, you can use our studio. I Greg, love that. What, and one of the things that, that I love that you guys will do, is you, and, and, and what all great museums do, is they have certain installations that will come in and set up for a, an amount of time. Um, are those things kind of on hold for now, uh, or do you have uh, specific ones that are going to be uh, played out this year? Yeah, you know, we're opening one. We opened one this weekend that's all about Super Bowl halftime shows. Ah. It's in time for the draft. It's got Springsteen. It has U2. It has Tom Petty, Prince, Lady Gaga, uh, Beyonce. They've all played Super Bowl shows. All right, great. I'm, I'm going to ask you, what's your, what do you think is the best, most rockin' halftime show of all time? The best, most rockin' I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. Yeah, you you are putting me on the spot. I. I got to be honest, as a guy growing up where I did, I love Springsteen's stripped down set. Uh, I thought that was great. And, and what's fun is that the Super Bowl is the most watched TV broadcast of the whole year. A hundred million households tune in. More people watch the halftime show than watch the game. Um, the other one that was cool was Prince. Prince yeah, ripped it up and he was playing Purple Rain as the rain was pouring down. You um, 2 did a good halftime show. I, I really liked that. Tom that was Petty? the first one after 9-11. Who are you thinking? Uh, uh, Tom I'm, Petty. I'm with you on Prince. Yeah, Steve, Prince. you're thinking yeah. uh, Tom Petty? That yeah, was yeah. a great one, too. A, a, a stripped-down regular. You know, the, the Flash is fun, but when the artist can really bring You know, like when Bruno Mars, you know, that was, was cool. pretty amazing as well. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney, yeah. yeah. Um, Greg, I wanted to ask you a question. If you're just tuning in, it's uh, Greg Harris, president and CEO of uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it's a little bit sensitive. From time to time, you'll have... Um, some artists who are vocal about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in a negative way. Um, you know, the the one that kind of made a lot of headlines was uh, um, uh, Steve Miller. Steve Miller. And when you when you um, when you hear that, what um, what do you guys? How do you guys react to that uh, as a, as a governing body of the whole thing? Are you are you open to what these artists are saying or their criticisms, 
or is it you just do what you do and hopefully they'll appreciate it in time? Yeah, uh, frequently it's it means we're not doing a good job of educating them about what we actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think some of his comments related to we should be doing education programs and we should be doing uh, things like that for young people. Um, and we actually have all that stuff. He just didn't know it. Okay. So it, it's a challenge, you know, and these things pop up here and there. Um, emotions are high and we kind of roll with it. We, we care about our inductees. We care about artists. We care about musicians, but at the same time, um, sometimes People are moving fast and just don't know the whole story. You know what? And, and just again, so I'm looking behind you and I, I'm, I'm getting giddy just seeing the stuff behind you. So I think and it's probably the case where even your your most ardent detractors, my guess is they get through those doors and there's a complete metamorphosis that takes place. Because I know that you guys are very concerned with like recreating little little dioramas and things or things that just just speak to the the same sort of joy we used to find in puttering around a record store and mm-hmm. and you know connecting in some way to the artists we love and that's seems to be yeah. the, the the modus operandi of what you guys do on a daily basis what what happens is they um anybody that's you know working in music even these inductees that may have had you know issues with us in the past they're they're in this because they're huge fans. So when they visit, they don't necessarily want to see their own stuff. Uh, we talked about Paul Simon. When he came through, he wanted to see all the Everly Brothers stuff because yeah. that's what he listened to as a teenager and inspired him. Yeah. And he couldn't believe that we had Everly Brothers, you know, handwritten lyrics uh, and that we had actual things from them. And you could say that with every artist. So, you know, I think when Rush was inducted, hmm. um, I believe... Um, the comment was, we've been saying for years that this doesn't matter. Yeah. They said, well, this is a really big deal. Yeah, I, I know it exactly. I'm holding up my coffee mug here. It's Neil Peart, who's my <laughs> idol, who I have on my coffee mug. He said, we've been saying it's not a big deal, not a big deal, not a big deal. And he goes, turns out it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I was exactly what was going through my head when you were saying that, Craig. Imagine being in the same club with, you know, Elvis and Chuck Berry and the Beatles and little Richard, and you know that's Man. like it's rarefied air. Yeah, and to, to be part of that forever, yeah. it's a lifetime thing. It's not one song, it's not one record, it's not a soundtrack. This is a lifetime recognition. I don't think artists get into uh, the business of of creating music and making music to get into the, the the Hall of Fame. They just you know they love the art form and they love creating stuff. I don't think fans. Get into a band, you know, so that the you know they will make it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think at a certain point, though, especially with a band like Rush, uh, you know, it's sort of you know globally sort of legitimizes. Like, see, like <laughs> right, the band right, that I right. like that that you're you right. know, that you don't like, <laughs> yeah, they're in the Hall of Fame. They they you know they do have merit, and I right. and I sort of feel that way. Fish with fish. Uh-huh. Uh, Here it comes. Here yeah, it comes. No, no, listen. <laughs> It's, and it's not a complaint because, like, whether or not they get into the Hall of Fame does not – it doesn't dictate anything to me because I will still listen right. to their music on a daily basis. I'll go to concerts, you know, as soon, whenever they come to town. But they had done things like sell out Madison Square Garden 13 nights in a row without uh, repeating one song. I mean, that is – you know, I even heard Metallica talking about it. Like they they're, were, they're not, they're not anti. I mean, like, like, no. like Trey participated in the the Genesis induction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah, and they're not. Yeah, they, they they don't have a stick up their ass about it. Yeah, they'll yeah. be there. I mean, Greg. That my my thought is that 
most are going to get in. Mo, mo, everybody who's deserving it is eventually going to get yeah. this honor. Now, you hope that they will live to see that day. Right. You know what I mean? But but I have a feeling that even sometime down the road that bands even like Poison instead <laughs> that you might kind of laugh at a little bit will look back and go, you know what? Yeah, they did have an impact and they were fun and other bands gotten like that you know i I think over time we're going to see an appreciation for most of these groups and artists and i think they're going to be in your hallowed halls but that's just my prediction i i i actually agree with that you know of those nominated 80 percent get in eventually and the other part is perspective changes over time Mm -hmm. uh, as you see who they influenced and, and how impactful they were and some bands sort of come back a journey is a good example you know, they came back and influenced so many young artists, uh, and it just kind of then they were recognized. So things do yeah. change, and uh, yeah, I yeah, think you can you can you can disregard Journey's contribution because they had a lot of commercial success. Right. But over time, the the truth comes out. You know, talented musicians, which is why I'm delighted to see Devo in this selection, in this group of nominees. I love that band, and I went through phases where I was like, ah, they're just kind of this or whatever. And right. then after a while. Re- revisiting, I'm like, that was really cool and influential, awesome music. So I'm excited that they're in. And I think if they don't make it in this time around, it's a matter of time. They're going to make their way into the uh, into the Hall of Fame. Um, and by the way, Lee, uh, going back to that and the uh, the nominees, I mean, like, I think Iron Maiden is eventually getting in there and as well. Yeah. Greg, right now, so the, the fan vote, you guys have extended it. Um, yeah. It goes till May 7th. And what is the... You can you can vote more than once, correct? You can. You can vote once a day, just like Major League Baseball's all-star vote. You go to rockhall.com to cast your vote. It's also where you buy your advance ticket before you come out. And uh, you just go to rockhall.com and cast your vote. You can vote for up to five. And uh, we love seeing who people are interested in, where it's going, and what it means. It, it counts as a, two composite ballots into the, the grand total. Um, it's funny you mentioned Devo. I, I saw them in City Gardens up in Trenton, New Jersey wow. uh, years ago. And to think they're nominated, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah. Very influential, impactful band. So yeah. the, the word is that the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is uh, is robust and open for business. And there's a lot going on. And there's every reason to put it on your uh, spring and summer uh, travel plans, correct? Absolutely. Come on out. We'd love to have you. And you say you got a studio there. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know it, it's, a, it's a state of the art. We broadcast Sirius XM out of it, but you can have it. When you're here, we'll kick them out. All right. And, uh, <laughs> come on nice. out. Yeah. I would love to do that. We got to make sure that happens. All right, Greg, it's great to catch up with you. Come back to Philly sometime, and we'll come to Cleveland. All right? Deal. All right. Appreciate it. It's here for Greg Yay! Harris, guys, president and CEO. Oh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I I don't know why I've put it off for so long. I just for one reason or another, and I, I want to I want to take my kids there. I want to make sure they legitimately want to go and though. can appreciate. I think they can. You have yeah. all your kids are into yeah. Yeah, I think you say your daughter's becoming a punk rocker. She's, she's into but she's into bands I don't even really know, but yeah. I'm I'm she's playing some music for me, and I'm like, yeah, she's a rock chick. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so what? And then oh. the, the boy's still into uh, you know uh, yeah. Queen and uh, the, Queen and ACDC and the Police and Beatles uh, and the Beatles and and Simon and Garfunkel and Cisco. <laughs> yeah, come on. I mean, you know. Who is it? This is the thong that inspired the whole song. Uh, 
That's the actually have it framed. Yeah. It's a thong. <laughs> this thong inspired the song. Wow. It's a picture of Nelson Mandela looking at yeah. <laughs> We should go. We should definitely go. Yeah. Oh, do man. a show from there. I think it'd be awesome. Oh, it'd be so. Listen, oh, we, we were on a fast track to get down to Universal and finally use oh, that yeah. facility. Yeah. I tell you what, when all of this clears, we were going to broadcast from Michael Giacchino's house. It, oh, was, a, man. it was all on the calendar. Yep. Dude, we were set to go. We had it. We, we had everything but the. Did we even? We didn't have the flights booked yet. No, we were, we were getting so really close. close. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Smith wanted us to come over to his house yeah. Yeah. and do the deal, and we were just gonna rack it with all sorts of guests and try to make it really fun for you to listen to. Twenty twenty two, man. Like uh, I, I think honestly, so. We, we can. We can. We didn't get, uh, didn't get to do it last year. We'll do it next year. It, it might be it might be a good thing though because we have since become very very good very good Wait, friends with Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, yep. yeah. And we can Ooh. add him. To our uh, California tour, yeah, and then maybe go to his friend. Yeah, it'll give us time to find out where Bradley Cooper lives. <laughs> Stalk it. Listen, yeah, I'm, I think at this point Bradley's missing out yeah. if he's not. Uh, yep. he, he knows. He just pick up. Give us a jingle, as they I'm say. With you. Yeah, I'm, I'm and when he you. sees us palling around with the movers and shakers, yeah. he'll you know, know. You know that person you used to think that you needed, and then eventually you right. found other people. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you need this. Uh, maybe yeah. we don't need Bolaris. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, it was great last time. Um, <laughs> I cannot let today go by without mentioning that today is National Pretzel Day. Yeah, yeah. And Steve was kind enough to find and send to me a list of places where you can get free pretzels for uh, National Pretzel Day today. I, I do love pretzels. Uh, I do too. And I have, I don't I haven't been I've been, I've been cutting back on my carbs. Pretzels are a lot of calories. Several months, There's so I haven't really had any pretzels in a little while. But I have not only free pretzels, but pretzel deals as well. In case right. you can't get to uh, a free pretzel deal, but uh, Annie Ann's. Uh, sign up through the Pretzel Perks app and grab the offer in there for free original or cinnamon sugar. Ooh, cinnamon sugar. That's so know. good. Oh, yeah. And that's today, by the way. So you, oh, you yeah. got... <laughs> that's me ordering my uh, cinnamon, oh, yeah. cinnamon sugar pretzel. Would you like Kat? some cinnamon pretzels, sir? Oh, yeah. Kathy, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know how like you have this like sort of sense of you know where like, uh, you're, you're close to a target? Yeah. Uh, that's what my kids are with Annie Ann. <laughs> they can smell them. They know exactly where everyone they is. It. Yeah, they can smell I it. tell you what, like a uh, Philly Pretzel Company, we were, we were traveling by uh, with the one up here on, uh, on City Line. Yeah. And you could smell it. And uh, we pulled in, and it was an orgy of pretzel love. So Philly Pretzel Factory also has a uh, free soft pretzel when you stop in today. That's all you got to do. You don't have to do no stinking app or nothing no, like that. No. You just go by there. Get yourself a free pretzel. Where's my pretzel? Um, and then you have Wetzel's Pretzels. I don't even know where that Wetzel's is. Wetzel's Pretzels? Anybody ever heard of Wetzel's Pretzels? It's the aroused mm-hmm. pretzel. I, know, I went to familiar. school with a guy named John Wetzel. He was an a-hole. Oh. No, so it couldn't be him. No a-hole would invent a good pretzel. No. Hmm. Uh, but we did call him Pretzels. That was his nickname. Uh, so Wetzel's is giving away free pretzels, no catch. Uh, they're just free pretzels available all afternoon. So I don't know where you can get those. That's after 3 p.m. though today. What? So you gotta, I don't know. So it says that after 3 p.m. <laughs> On this map, there's a few in our area, including one in the Lehigh Valley, which is, I think, what the map was trying to say, what? Lehigh Valley. <laughs> what does it say? Lehigh Valley. Lehigh Valley. In the, Welcome to Lehigh Valley. North of uh, the Fashion District Mall, Preston. See, it says Wetzel's Pretzels and then Lehigh. Oh, Lehigh. As in the French version. Yes. Lehigh. Lehigh Valley. Mm-hmm. And is that in New Jersey? Uh, no. no, that was oh, in... Oh, that's in the Lehigh Valley. Well, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. 
All I'm right. interested in getting free pretzels. Um, then you have the deals on pretzels for National Pretzel Day. Wendy's has a deal. They have pretzels at Wendy's? I didn't know that. No. By, oh, by a pretzel bacon pub cheeseburger. So it's pretzel rolls. I great. love pretzel rolls. <laughs> I mean, they are extraordinary. I like them, too. I, I, I can't. They're really dense. Yes. Uh, so I can only handle them. I, like, I don't want every burger no, I have to have no. a pretzel roll. It's just every once in a while. Every once in a while. Now, if you scoop it a little bit, yeah. you drop the carbs a little bit. But it's the taste. I think it's a wonderful taste with any sandwich. So that is by, by Pretzel Bacon Pub Cheeseburger. And you get a second one for just a buck. Just a buck. Through the mobile app. And so that's the that's today through May 23rd. They got a ham melt over there at Wendy's? A what? A ham melt. Ham melt. That sounds good. I'm asking. Oh, they, I don't they know. Might. Why? Because that'd be good with a pretzel. <laughs> you, got, you, bought, you got a ham melt over there? Right? Excuse me, sir? He's making lunch over here. You got a ham melt? Does ham go well with pretzel? I'm putting it out there to the people. Okay. Preston. All right. That'd, that'd be good with the pretzel bread. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretzel roll. Thank you for calling, sir. Uh, honey mustard, melted cheese of some sort, probably Swiss. Yes. Egg, heated ham, and then uh, I'm going to say it again, pretzel roll. I think that's spot on Thank because you. the honey mustard brought it all together. You guys are making fun right of there. it No, I was Stay making fun of it. sir. Call the cops. Pretty, I was making fun of that you just <laughs> randomly asked if they had a, well, I know a that melted ham there. Linear lines of thought ham in melt. They got halibut over there. By the way, I prefer when making... Uh, <laughs> When making grilled cheese, I prefer grilled ham and cheese. Yeah, I'm with you. And maybe a little tomato on it. How about bacon? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it's brilliant. Sure. It's a type of... Yeah. It's all... It's all pork. pork. It is yeah. pork. All right. There's also a GoPuff. You guys ever heard of GoPuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're, they're, yeah. yeah, the local delivery guys that do everything but the weed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 30% off frozen pretzels and 15% off rolled gold pretzels. Who eats national, frozen pretzels? National, national, national Pretzel Day. Well, Super Pretzel is the uh, those ones. You just kind of nuke them or whatever. I Are like they, those. Is GoPuff... Dude, did they purchase... Finnegan's Wake and turn that into their offices and warehouse. I don't know. Uh, Marissa's no give me the thumbs up. I yep. thought Finnegan's Wake was going to be some sort of converted condo set up, but I guess it's not. No, it's, uh, well, Marissa's uh, gesturing. She knows. No, she's doing the, uh, <laughs> the dance from Footloose. Oh, so, I didn't know. Uh, then we have um, Snyder's of Hanover. Their deals. Snyder's. The, the pretzels ex- pretzel experts giving away a thousand free Crave kits. Uh, each comes with its new. <laughs> Twisted pretzel sticks in three flavors. Extreme seasoned, sour cream and onion, and jalapeno ranch. Uh, find details on how to enter on its Instagram page, and that's today only. See, Do you know a- my, my favorite pretzels, honestly, are, are the hers, the, the pound bag. Yeah. They're, it's, and they're, they're low in calories. The serving size is high. It's a solid pretzel. Yeah. Uh, not too salty. Uh, and so it's a little diversion with a lot of calories. It gives you that pretzel taste that you want. Without slamming it with the calories. To I, me, it's heaven. I used to not be a fan of like hard pretzels. Yes. And now, like, until you uh, met a man. Until I met a man who introduced me to the special dark pretzels. They're like special. You yeah, like those? Like, oh, I love them. They're yeah, nice. They have a yeah. little different flavor to them. You know what I actually like? Because uh, my daughter, one of her best friends, is uh, has a really bad gluten allergy. So we always load up on gluten-free food when right. she comes over. Gluten-free pretzels are yeah. good. There's something about them. They taste a little bit different, but I love them. There's some gluten. Gluten. There's some <laughs> Gutenbergs. Gutenbergs. They're hurting. I like there's, the gluten-free cookies and things. There's some stuff They're that's really pretty good. good. Some stuff is not so good. Right. But some of the stuff is actually pretty good. I used to be a big fan of uh, Butternots. Do you remember those ones? No. They were like extra buttery. They were just like... My urologist turned me on. Those are balloon nuts. Hey, Butternuts. Hey, Butternuts. 
they were just basically just twisted Steve. together little sticks. Steve shaves them so smoothly. Oh, my God. That they we'll put some butter on these. Call them butternuts. Oh, yeah. Hey, butternuts. <laughs> butternuts is here. Clear the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> Old butternuts. <laughs> nuts, nuts. Oh, not like, like Don. Nuts. Oh, like his nuts are so smooth. Steve Morrison, butternuts. <laughs> there it is. He's a man on the top. His nuts are real smooth. <laughs> He's got butternuts. Steve Morrison, <laughs> butter. nope. not a wrinkle to be found. To the MMR folk. The man we all know is butternut. <laughs> uh, then you have other food deals available on National Pretzel Day. Famous 4th Street Cookie Company. Thirty Spend $35 or more on, on the website and get a free treasure box that includes its new oatmeal raisin cookie. That has nothing to do with pretzels Come at all. It's a crock of crap! <laughs> Arr, there's no pretzels in it. I don't know why they chose uh, today to post that. All right, never mind. Then, right. then we're done with the pretzel list. If you're yeah. a real cheap ass. Go to Ruth's Chris and buy a steak. Can you go to several, like, Philadelphia pretzel factories and, you know, get one at each? You could if you're a miserable human being. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you know, and there's a lot there in are. town, so you can you can make the rounds. I mean, it's like Rita's on the first day of spring. If you, you know, you want a free water ice, you feeling... could probably hit a bunch of different locations and pick one up. Yeah. I would do my one, and I yeah. would feel kind of pity. You're, you're going to have to wait in line. line. You're, that's the thing. If yep. I go to my Philly Pretzel Factory, they'll you probably, yeah. Well, just announce yeah. you're a broadcaster. <laughs> yes. Excuse me. Yeah, me I'm a bro- it's okay. I'm a broadcaster. <laughs> I'm going to guess you wouldn't have to wait in line as long as you would, say, Rita's, where they have to get your flavor and put a scoop in. And right, where right. Uh, they probably just have pretzels sitting out and just here, take one. The big basket. That's my guess. But maybe not now in COVID times. They probably right. just don't leave it out for everybody to put their grubby, dirty, disgusting fingers on. <laughs> and just get in there. You just take your clothes yeah. off and get in and pull it out. I oh, have yeah. to mention Bernie's pretzels. Oh, yeah. That is a that is a Delco staple. Back Bernie's? At Bernie's, yeah. So they're in Alden. They used to sell them at the Bazaar. Bazaar doesn't exist anymore, but Bernie's was like, that was the spot. You know, before Philly Pretzel Factory and right. Pretzel Boys and all these places like existed. Like fresh, fresh pretzels. Pipe it hot when you got them. That's the that's put the, the mustard on them. Yeah. So uh, did they go out of business when the bazaar closed down? No, no, no. But now they're in Alden, so oh. they're like basically at the corner of Providence and Springfield Roads. Okay. And, in Alden, oh, you know, yeah. from time to time, I like a crappy pretzel, uh, meaning like mean? like one that you get at the you know. At the ice skating rink, at the little rinky or Costco. dink, uh, yeah, the little yeah. rinky dink, yeah, uh, they're fine. Shack yep. that they where they sell overly stuff. doughy. Sometimes they're hanging from a little hook, yeah. you know, something yep. like that. You get right. them at the bowling alley or whatever it may be. Hey, and don't sleep on the Wawa pretzels. The Wawa soft pretzels are damn good. Uh, you know, so if you've never had one and you're a soft pretzel I, fan, I, I have I, one I, every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's my breakfast really? every day. Yeah, it's my wow. breakfast every day. So not being a native, yeah, um, I was introduced to what. What we have is as the soft pretzels here, and the the ones that are tighter together kind of almost look like a little figure eight type of thing. Yeah. Yep, uh, and they're sold in gigantic clumps. Uh, those are so dense, and I was used to the hot, the warmer, softer, kind of delicate, yes. falling apart in your mouth pretzel. And then when I had these, oh, yeah. now I get the functionality of them; they're easy to carry around. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep them in your wallet. You keep them. In, yeah, you can put them under your mouth, under your chin, whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. But no. Um, <laughs> You guys keep the not for last, right? By the way, but I, I've I've become accustomed to them. But I can't, and I know how much people covet them, how much they love them here. Yeah, 
But I've never really been brought around it when seeing one and, like, my mouth kind of watering and going, man, I can't wait to have one of those. It hasn't done that for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think when they're, when they're fresh and when they are warm, yes. it's a whole other ball but, game. But usually, you, by the time you get to them, the salt is kind of, uh, has already kind of dissolved a little bit into and there's the bread. A, a, a yeah. drug addict sleeping on them. <laughs> sitting there for a while. They, yeah. Well, Kath and Nick, I don't know if you guys uh, had the same thing growing up, but we had, at my grade school, you know, so kindergarten through eighth grade, we had two recesses. You had a, a morning recess, and that was a short one, but that always came with a soft pretzel. I mean, it was 15 cents. You didn't, yeah. They weren't free, so I wasn't sure. They weren't idiots. Kath and Nick, if you guys had soft pretzels did on, you? The, on the oh, yeah, on the daily. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that, we did. They were like 15 cents and then became 25. <laughs> you yeah. also get uh, ice cream sandwiches if you wanted to. Uh, oh, treat. yeah, I remember the ice cream sandwiches. Wait, where was this? That was for lunch recess, though, Elementary wasn't school. It? Elementary school. Yeah, yeah, probably through you, sixth. You, you would have a, yes, okay, so you would have a snack and then and then lunch. Uh, yeah, the, well, yeah. like Casey said, two recesses, right. you know, so you uh, you could probably get the the soft pretzel first recess, then lunch, and then if you were crazy, you'd get a second one and second recess. Wait, what was the uh, milk in the wagon? Was that for lunch? Yeah, yeah that was lunch. Yeah. Was that, they would bring the milk for... Well, that milk. was kindergarten. For me, it was it was right? like maybe... Well, you, somebody would take the cart, the wagon down. In my, my days, it was, you know... We just the chosen just started, one. yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and so you would go down and, and get the little pints of milk and bring them back, and that was your deal. Yeah, it was milk, chocolate milk, uh, iced scotch. tea, <laughs> scotch, and lemonade. Those were the Rosenbergers too, right? Yeah, yeah I, I love Rosenbergers. A time when you did drink milk? No, I w- I would never. Well, I would if I had to choose between the two, I would. Uh, chocolate. No, no, I hated chocolate milk. No, I love chocolate everything, oh but <laughs> yeah. Chocolate. So if I'd have to choose, I'd have to. I would choose the regular one, but no, I would not. I could drink, drink it. I just remember chocolate coming in milk the wagon. until literally my system seized up, mm-hmm. and I died. Yeah, I love it so much. If but you I, say, Kathy, if you say you don't like mashed potatoes and you're just not a human being, chocolate milk sure. and mashed potatoes. What's, you don't like mashed what's potatoes? it going to be, boy? I realized a long time ago I would always put mashed potatoes on my plate at you know Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever it was. If it came with a meal at a restaurant, yeah. And I would take two bites and not eat it. And I finally realized I don't I don't like oh, potatoes. Wow. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. Poor thing. I, I held on to it for a long time. I mean, this was like in their last <laughs> I like tried. I did. I, tried. I really did. And I it was tried, just but I don't like it. But then I was oh, wasting it. Come you on, know? baby. <laughs> come on. Uh, happens all kinds of it happens all kinds of got a big game tomorrow. <laughs> Have the mashed potatoes. Hey Katha, uh, what about milkshakes? Yeah, but most of the time, I will. There's specific ones that I like, and I realize the ones that I like, uh, I guess have, have mashed potatoes. No, have more have more ice cream. They're not adding <laughs> milk to it. So, like a okay. frosty, you, you like a frosty? Uh, I did like frosties. Does that have milk? Mm, probably. Well, yeah, because it, it is ice cream. But I did like that growing up. By the way, on a sad, side note, I had the the drumstick blizzard yesterday. At, you were talking uh, about Dairy that. Queen. What'd you think? It was a little underwhelming. Oh. Really. Yeah, I was Why? so much looking forward to it. It wasn't bad. I mean, I ate was the whole thing. Was it turkey or chicken? It was good. No, it wasn't either. <laughs> oh. It wasn't that. It wasn't a drumstick oh. from a, a from a, a fowl. I miss it. No, no. You know what drumsticks yeah, are, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and I was, because it's it's kind of our go-to ice cream novelty in the family. Aww. It always has been. And I was very much looking forward to it, and it was just okay. What what, what did the, what, so what what did they feel to do? What I didn't like about it is that we're looking at a picture of it here. Yeah. They they took little pieces of sugar cone and coated those in chocolate, and while that sounds appetizing, mm, mm. ain't the same thing. So if you had to do it over again, 
you would probably just stick with the drumstick itself? Yes. Okay. Very right. much so. It's good to know. And my son, uh, Parker, had a great idea. He's like, well, let's make a milkshake at home and just throw a drumstick <laughs> in it. I'm like, that yeah. is actually brilliant. Right? Because I remember in the past we've had people do that with uh, ice cream sandwiches. Well, you did that with uh, apple pie. You did apple pie oh, milkshakes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I did that with the turkey drumstick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just grind up the bones. Let's think about this. It might be good. We never know. It's really good. Anyway. It's like Thanksgiving in a glass. All right. Well, today is National Pretzel Day, and there's some freebies out and about if you want to grab them. And uh, feel free to enjoy because they're quite tasty. Uh, we do need to take a break and come back in a moment because i got some bizarre file stories, and we do have another shot at you winning $500. And that is, of course, with our Preston and Steve money clip. It's coming up. Stay put. We'll be back in just a moment. There's more from Mr. Dave Grohl. This time with his daughter, Violet, covering nausea by legendary L.A. punk band X. Plus, the pretty reckless make Billboard chart history, and Van Weezer finally has a release date. And don't forget to check out this week's big friggin' deal. Two general admission tickets for the Skip Back 2021 Spring Wine Fest on May 22nd for just 25 bucks. <laughs> Keyword, deal. All right, real quick, a uh, heads up that we have a new Daily Rush video for you to check out, and it is from this morning. Yes! It is my octopus teacher's acceptance speech. (laughs) Uh, Professor Octopus became the first cephalopod in history to win an Oscar, and we have the acceptance speech right here on the show. You can see the video of it all if you missed it earlier. That's quick. PrestonandSteve.com, and it is sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. So we would like for you to take a look at that when you get a chance. All right, it is officially 10 o'clock right now. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. la di da di da di da now, here's your money clip keyword. I still laugh when I hear that one. Great. All right, the word is rise, R-I-S-E. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. Three ways for you to do it. You can uh, text it to our special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, you can enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person gets a call from Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. So I'll give it to you again. The word is rise. Come and get it. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber. (laughs) I'm thinking about the octopus walking away. Uh, A.D. Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years. Four generations, one family, one commitment, and you can learn more at ADMoyer.com. All right, a man accused of violently attacking staffers at a restaurant in South Boston on Thursday night before fleeing the scene was arrested after police say he crashed his car and was caught with trash bags full of marijuana. Officers responding to a reported fight at the Ocean Prime restaurant spoke with witnesses who said Jason Wages and three other people were having dinner at the restaurant when Wages began to harass female waitstaff and other customers. When confronted by other staffers, witnesses said Wages head-butted an employee, called him a racial slur several times, then head-butted a second employee and spit at a third 
before leaving and threatening to shoot everyone in the place. Just another, another night in Southie, I guess. And he had a whole bunch of pot with him? Uh, pl- yeah, police say... to be a little bit more mellow. Police say wages went on to crash his Mercedes sedan into another car in a building where witnesses say they saw two people running away from the scene with garbage bags. I'm the angry pothead. Wages was located and was arrested. After officers searched the bags, they found 54 heat-sealed bags of marijuana and $8,600 in cash. This guy has all this stuff on him. Yeah. And he's, he's waking out at this restaurant yep. making a scene. These morons deserve to go to jail for more reason than one. Uh, an investigation remains ongoing in that. And uh, this is a terrible story. Um, and it happened locally. And this is just why got to be careful when you step in, even though it's the right thing to do. A man upset that a 14-year-old girl cut in line at a Berwyn grocery store, punched the girl and cashier before fatally stabbing a good Samaritan who intervened on Friday morning. This is terrible. The customer then ran from uh, Valley's Produce and stabbed another person who tried to stop him. Officers found an arrest of the man covered in blood in a nearby backyard. The incident unfolded around 10.15 a.m., when the customer angrily accused the girl of cutting in line to buy a bottle of water. The girl oh. was actually asking the cashier, her mother, how much the water cost. She wasn't mm. even cutting in line or anything. The irate customer began swearing and then punched the girl in the face. 14-year-old girl. The girl's mother intervened and then was also punched in the face by the customer. As he tried to leave the store, a man stepped in to stop him. The attacker, a man in his 30s, took out a knife and allegedly stabbed the other man several times. Victim was taken to a hospital and was pronounced dead an hour later. They was identified as 32-year-old Umberto Guzman. Meanwhile, the attacker ran from the store and down an alley where a second Good Samaritan confronted him and was stabbed in the torso as well. That person was treated at the hospital and was expected to be released last week. It's a terrible story. and People you know, don't realize how lethal knives can be. Oh, my God. Like, it's like, the, the stat was like last year... Close to fifteen hundred people murdered by knife. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's brutal. Just so you know, it was uh, Berwyn outside of Chicago, not the local Berwyn. Oh really? Oh yeah. man, I thought it was in our area. So did I. Uh... Okay, all right, but just terrible nonetheless. Yeah. So if you if you are going to step in, I mean, you know, it it, it it can be the right thing to do, but you got to be on guard yeah. because you never know when you're dealing with an unhinged, right, crazy That's person who will do anything. Was, yeah. It's terrible. Two intruders entered a closed Denny's restaurant yesterday and made themselves some eggs before being chased away uh, by a worker who was alerted to the pre-dawn trespassing. According to police, the two offenders first entered the Denny's around 2.02 a.m. and they went into the kitchen and prepared some eggs. Did they lower themselves down from the ceiling, Preston, by uh, wire? Uh, maybe they did that. I don't know. Did but they it, spray aerosol to make check for lasers? The duo departed a few minutes later but returned at 2.58 a.m. and made some more eggs before departing Denny's at 3.04 a.m. I'm in. I'm going to start making eggs. Police report notes that the pair did not force entry into the eatery, which was closed at 11 p.m., and that the door seemed to be open both times. Uh, I always thought Denny's were 24 hours. but yeah, Most are, aren't yeah. they? I, I haven't, I've never heard of a Denny's that closes, after, except the one in Mission Impossible. After the duo made their second entry, a Denny's worker arrived on scene, confronted them, and told them to leave. Uh, the report does not indicate how the worker became aware of the intrusion. Uh, the suspects were recorded inside the Denny's by surveillance cameras. If identified, the pair could face misdemeanor, theft, and criminal criminal trespass charges. This is a miniature replica of the Waffle House. <laughs> you will enter via the <laughs> right. air duct. Yes, I'll be dressed as a security guard. 
And, and listen, man, they wanted their eggs. Right. And uh, they went to great lengths to get them. A man climbed a crane early Friday at a construction site in East Hollywood, forcing the closure of streets in the area. A stretch of Hollywood Boulevard was closed after the man uh, carrying what appeared to be a bag climbed the 150-foot-tall crane at about 6 a.m. Remember Steve-O did that? I do. Yeah, it was to protest uh, like SeaWorld. SeaWorld? Yeah. yeah. He walked onto the crane platform, and at times during the three-hour ordeal, he dangled from the edge of the crane. And a dude, it is way up there. Wendy should have a pretzel sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what should be on the sandwich? Whatever Nick wanted. Damn. Damn. And cheese and honey mustard. Yeah. And cheese and honey mustard. <laughs> the world has to know. Fire. I'll jump if you don't do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Firefighters and law enforcement personnel climbed to the top of the crane to assist the man. Uh, he was helped down late Friday morning. The Los Angeles Fire Department classified the incident as Isn't a... Isn't there any restaurant that has such a sandwich? As an apparent behavioral emergency. So I guess they I guess they got him down. He's okay. That's... F that. Yep. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. You still have roughly seven minutes left to get the word rise to us for the $500 cash prize that we have for the President Steve Money Clip Contest is taking place. So the word is rise, R-I-S-E. If you are interested in some free stuff, some free money... And get on it now. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Give some more stuff away. Lesson question, trash, music news. It's coming up. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Super pink moon tonight, by the way. The moon, the moon was amazing this morning. I saw it on the yeah. way in. Yeah, it's big and bright. It's full moon. And uh, the pink moon, the name means it's just the name they give the the moon in April, right? The full yeah, moon in April? Yeah. yeah. Okay. My daughter was asking about it. It's her birthday today, and she thought it was kind of cool that there's a super moon today super moon, on, yeah. on her birthday. And she's like, is it going to be pink? I'm like, no, Like next month so. is the Kesha moon. So it's all <laughs> pink, Kesha, yeah, yeah, yeah. single name single female names, artists, yeah. Madonna, Brittany. Cardi B. Yeah. Cardi B? Yeah, that's September. Okay. okay. I didn't know that. Uh, it's going to be really, really nice this week, uh, weather-wise. 62 today, sun all day long, and then tomorrow, partly cloudy sky, 76. That's that's my zone. I like that right there. Wednesday, 88. I'm not complaining, but that's going to feel really yeah. hot com- just because of how quickly that's coming along. I'd be curious if we hit that. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, you think it'll come up under that? I think it'll be, I think it'll be 88 minus 88. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you have 80 on Thursday and then Friday back to normal, about 70, 71, 72 degrees in that, in that range. But uh, we're getting a little summer flare-up this week. I think I might put away my snow shovel. Mm. Yeah. I, I just took the uh, ice scraper out of my car. There you, you go. go. Yeah, I shifted <laughs> I some stuff around a couple weeks ago. I bought these big, uh, big like, they're almost like gigantic Swifters to get the pollen off your car. Yeah. 
Yeah. Such Ooh. a freaking nightmare. Yeah. Freaking nightmare. Freaking <laughs> pollen. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we're going to give away two general admission tickets for the Skip Back 2021 Spring Wine Fest, May 22nd. I could walk there. I'm so close to that. Nice. All right, so the question that we will ask today is this. Who accepted the Oscar for Best Documentary at the Academy Awards? <laughs> kind of ruined it just a moment ago, but that's all right. 215-263-WMMR. Who accepted the Oscar for the Best Documentary at the Academy Awards? All right, if you were listening earlier this morning, it was in the Entertainment Report when we did the Oscars. 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while you give us a call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And let's see what we get this morning, Steve. What's happening? Well, Caitlyn Jenner reacted to Joy Behar's apologies after repeatedly misgendering her on Friday's episode of The View. Don't sweat it, Joy tweeted Caitlyn, adding, but if you did, it might be the first time in years that moisture has touched that Pony Express pouch you call a vagina. Oh, Whoa. Oh my God. Yeah, she got a little angry at her. Michael Owen has been arrested yet again, this time for referring drug addicts to a specific Florida rehab clinic in order to get kickbacks. Lowen says that if he's guilty of anything, it's caring too much and also statute 450-054 of the Florida Penal Code. (laughs) And finally, Vin Diesel, as you mentioned earlier, Preston, joining the cast of a new action comedy called Muscle, as in Muscle Car. Diesel says Muscle will be different than the Fast and Furious movies in that you're supposed to laugh. (laughs) And that's Hollywood Trash. All right, we uh, will go to the phones, try and get a winner for this uh, lesson question today. Who... uh, accepted the Oscar for the Best Documentary at the Academy Awards, and it is uh, Brian that we're going to go to. Hi, Brian. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Brian. All right. Who accepted the Oscar for the Best Documentary? Uh, the Octopus. Octopus. Yeah. Yeah. You got it, Brian. Hang on a second, dude, because we're going to give you uh, two general admission tickets for the Skip Back 2021 Spring Wine Fest. May 22nd, uncork fun with this week's MMR Big Friggin' Deal. This week only, you can get two general admission tickets for the Skip Act 2021 Spring Wine Fest for only $25 while supplies last at WMMR.com. And the keyword is deal. Let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we'll start with uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. He has released the lyric video and track for Feel, the latest teaser from Mammoth WVH's upcoming self-titled album, due out on June 11th. And fans that downloaded the track will also score the four other tracks already released from the set, Distance. Uh, it's, so these are the, it's called, they're called Distance, You're to Blame, Don't Back Down, and Think It Over. Uh, During a recent chat with Rolling Stone, Wolfgang, who records all of the parts himself, spoke about how he always needed the studio advice of his dad. I said, I just get get in there and I play. And what my dad always said is the reason the rhythm section is so tight is it's me. Normally with a great rhythm section, they're really tight because they know exactly what each other are doing. When it comes to drums and bass, I know exactly what I did with each part. So I can kind of react to it, and it goes hand in hand, he says. So the word is that the, the additional songs are really good, that he is he's probably poised, hopefully, for a, a long career. I hope so. Uh, I've, I've liked what I've heard so far. Sure, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. 
2020 was supposed to be stained uh, their big year, uh, a tour and their first new album in years. But due to the pandemic, that didn't happen. Instead, the band was forced to make other plans, including next month's release of an album called Live. It's been a while, which was recorded during October 2019 at a reunion show. Uh, and also the return of Stained, a two-part global streaming series that consists of Live It's Been a While on May 1st and the newly filmed 20th anniversary of Break of the, or Break the Cycle performed in its entirety. They also debuted their new pretzel bread sandwich. Oh, yeah, good for them. Very good. Jumping on it. Stained lead singer Aaron Lewis told Billboard of the band's reunion people didn't uh, think that it was going to happen. Uh, it wasn't necessarily that it would be so impossible to put back together. I've kind of gotten used to it, and I kind of like not having to answer to anybody creatively. Uh, with the whole solo thing, I'm kind of the master of my own universe. So to go from that to sharing the universe with three other people in a creative situation is different, but it'll be great, he said. System of a Downs, Serge Tankian has thanked President Joe Biden for recognizing the Armenian genocide. Uh, Tankian wrote via Instagram, This is extremely important, but only a milestone towards the long road of justice ahead with Turkey and its imminent need to do the same and make amends towards the descendants of 1.5 million Armenians, Greeks, and Assyrians systematically slaughtered by its Ottoman Turkish ancestor. He continued saying, uh, Today I will say thank you to the U.S. and all those who have fought hard for this statement over the years. This is something that uh, the Kardashians were lobbying for as well. And they've made statements uh, thanking the president as well. So they're uh, they're quite happy to just see that recognition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming on June 11th is the first release of Kiss's official live bootleg series, Off the Soundboard, with Tokyo 2001. Uh, the show was taped March 13, 2001 at Japan's Tokyo Dome and will be available as a triple LP standard black vinyl set, a two-CD set, digital downloads, and available to stream. And a rotisserie chicken. Oh, and a rotisserie oh. chicken. Uh, the 21-track concert features co-founders Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Freely, along with drummer Eric Singer. Off the Soundboard Tokyo 2001 will also be available on exclusive triple LP pressed on crystal clear vinyl and with bone swirl. Bone swirl? Yeah, I don't know what that means. It's got bone swirl. Must be a color of some type. According to the official announcement, Off the Soundboard captures Kiss, giving the packed 55,000-seat uh, venue the quintessential Kiss live experience direct from the soundboard with such classic anthems as I Was Made for Loving You, Heaven's on Fire, Rock and Roll All Night, Detroit Rock City, as well as rarities such as I Still Love You from 1982's Creatures of the Night. Did they perform the Steve Morrison song? I don't <laughs> know if they have had a chance to learn that yet, but I'm sure they're working on it because this has Kiss written yeah. all over it. On the top, and he's in 2K pop. Steve Morrison. Morrison. <laughs> so, this one's called Steve Morrison. Maybe they're doing Japanese, it. You don't speak Japanese, so you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand a thing I'm saying, do you? <laughs> All right. Uh, Pete Townsend has declared The Who's 1967 hit, I Can See for Miles, the best song he's ever written. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, he spoke about the band's sole top ten single during the online premiere of Classic Album's documentary called The Who Sellout. I declare it. Uh, and the doc ties into the just-released Super Deluxe Edition box set of The Who Sellout featuring a total of 112 tracks over five discs. The collection includes never-before-heard outtakes and Pete Townsend demos, along with a heaping dose of replica memorabilia from the era. As a declared, Donkey's the best cheesesteak. 
I, I like I Can See for Miles. It's a great song. It, I it, wouldn't say it's my favorite Who song. I would also say in a way that it, it's um, a little atypical to their sound. I mean, mm. there, there, there's some similarities, but I, I've yeah. always loved the song. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's my if I would consider that the quintessential yeah. Who song. <laughs> who song. Who. Oh, you're in the Who. And then one last story. Uh, today, it happens. Uh, you heard Jackie Bam Bam on the promos, possibly. Yeah. Uh, but we are going to play tonight, or Jackie is, Full Moon Fever, because it is April's full moon, the super pink moon, today. So tonight, Jackie is going to spin the whole thing at 9 p.m. And he will he will sell it. Nick, can you do me a favor and pull up uh, Full Moon Fever, the track listing? Because we've mentioned it a couple of times. Right. Yeah, and first six or seven songs are fantastic. I've forgotten what all is on that. So let me let me rattle off the... Uh, Look at the first seven songs. Yeah, they're all hits. Uh, Free Fallen, I Won't Back Down. Then you have Love is a Long Road, A Face in the Crowd, yeah. Running Down a Dream, uh, feel a whole lot better. You're so bad. I forgot you're so bad. Yeah, was on it. That's song. a great song. Face in the crowd is a great song. Uh, depending on you, the apartment song. All right for now. A mind with a heart of its own and zombie zoo. I don't know that those last few, uh, but you're so bad is a great song. Yeah. All right. Jackie's got it for you tonight. Nine o'clock is when you will be able to hear that. And that's it. So I have music news for you. Let's take a final break. And when we return, we'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize and turn it over to Pierre to take care of you on this Monday morning. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. $500 here and there. We're just kind of throwing money out the window. It's what we do. We like to do that. We, In fact, we love when we get people who call in and tell us that they won the money. Uh, more chances happening throughout the course of the day. And it's just uh, it's a simple thing to do. You just text in or enter in through the MMR app. Uh, the word that we give you on the specific hours. We just did one about 30 minutes ago. Pierre's Don't cost nothing. One coming up at noon and and then we have one at two, and then four, and six, and eight. So make sure that you don't miss your opportunity uh, to win that money. Uh, let's see here. I want to say thank you to our guest, Mr. Greg Harris. Hey, 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 CEO and president of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, he was great. He is, he is great. And he's a Philly guy, went to Temple. Um, yeah, the coolest backdrop, he was actually at the Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame, and it was amazing. Worked at a record store in Philadelphia as well. And uh, so the, they've extended the fan voting uh, through May 7th. So if uh, one of those groups is really speaking to you, then uh, get on and vote. And you can vote multiple times a day. Uh, and then we'll find out who ends up winning. So it was cool to talk to him. And, and he invited us to come out to our show sometime for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We've got to take him up. Stuff's right. opening up. Things are changing. Yes, we want to do all of that. Yep. Um, and I guess we need to just uh, get right to the letter of the day. Ready? Sure. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is indeed brought to you today by the letter... P is in Presbo. Yo, Bo! P is in Presbo. All right, we got one letter, five all together uh, to make the word, and then the winner gets $300 from the bagster... The Bagster, no. the Dumpster, it's the Bagster. 
Uh, perfect for all home improvement cleanups. Just pick one up. Yeah, it's the Baxter. <laughs> Today at any of your local home improvement stores, buy, fill, and gone. They're great, really. Honestly, if you have any stuff to get rid of in the house, you yep. just set the sucker out there. They come with a special truck with a hookup. They collect it up, and you're done. All away. thanks to the Baxter. <laughs> so, is that voice, Steve? That's the Carson voice, right? right. Is that that's where that emanates? That from, is right? a and that is a sort of a and he admitted it was a rip off of a character that Jackie Gleason used to do called Reginald Van Gleason. Okay, so it was like this. Yeah, tea time movie. Okay, right. Yeah, he used that that affectation a lot. Carson did. CNN, um, I think next weekend is going to start. A, uh, a Saturday or Sunday night uh, series on late night shows on the history of late night, which I think very would be nice. Really interesting. I'd love to see that. Um, you know, going back to Steve Allen, who was the original. No, yeah, Steve uh, Allen was the original tonight. No, Jack Parr. Jack Parr, Steve Allen, no, Ernie Kovacs. Steve Allen, Jack Parr. It was uh, Steve Allen, Jack Parr, Carson. Right, were the first three hosts of the Tonight Show. Right, right. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think that'll be interesting all the way up to today. So you know, there's there's whole there's whole history. Joey Bishop had a show for yes. a little while, and uh, Dick Cabot, of course. Who was Joey Bishop's sidekick? Uh, it was Regis Philbin. That's correct. That's sir. right. That is correct. That's right. The great Reg. These are uh, these are the things I have some knowledge of. <laughs> right. I can't tell you Seth Rogen from <laughs> Norm Hogan. <laughs> Norm Hogan is much uh, maligned these days because of that whole thing with the... Uh, I know, I know, but I, I still know think Norm he's Hogan got is. it. No, Norm has got it all the way. I don't know. I made it up. He made He's making it up. I, it's like a, I, I get... Yeah, okay. It's like a Bill West and pop culture reference. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Thank know you. what you guys are talking about. <laughs> we were talking about the voice that Johnny Carson. Oh, I got that part of it. Okay. Yeah, and then somewhere a couple names in, you lost me. Okay. okay. Yeah. But you know what? I do know something about a guy named Rick. Rick? Yeah. Rick? Hey, Rick? Rick, are you there? I am. Yes, I am. How are you guys? Good. Rick, where are you calling from? Uh, Roanoke, Virginia, the Blue Ridge Mountains, brother. <gasps> wow. Roanoke, Roanoke, Virginia. And I understand you're calling us with good news, right? Uh, yes, sir. I just uh, won $500. Oh, no! Roanoke, Virginia. And now, Rick, are you are you from the Philadelphia area? Uh, no, sir. I'm not. Not at all. And nope. how how did you stumble across uh, MMR to become a part of your daily listening habits? So I was looking for a good radio station to listen to, and I came across your radio station, heard Jackie at nighttime, and what blew my mind was. Y'all guys played a vinyl of Jethro Tall, and that and it was Cross-Eyed Mary, my favorite song of all time. And then you followed up with Lover Lever by uh, Greta Van Fleet, and it was like, what? What, what are they doing? That's the, the, why we say everything that rocks. Yeah. Dude, y'all rock. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Dude, Rick, that is so cool, man. Roanoke, Virginia, just stumbled upon MMR, yeah. became nice. a fan, listens now, and he's getting $500 to boot nice. with the uh, Preston Steve right. money clip. That's awesome. Rick, that is a really cool story. Well, when, uh, when you can, come up to Philadelphia and find the place that gave birth to this great radio station, all right? 
Hey, I definitely will, man. Y'all rock, brother, man. Love y'all guys. All right, congratulations, Rick. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Very man, cool. that is so That's cool. Whole story. And it was Cross-Eyed Mary on vinyl that yeah. did it for him. I guess, I assume maybe you played that, Pierre? Uh, ja- uh, Jackie did, well, he, he said. Does Jackie. he do vinyl? Um, he said Jackie, so who knows? Okay. Um, maybe Jackie spun some vinyl one night. I don't know. Wow. Um, it it could have yeah, I I ne- uh, neglected to ask him how long he'd been listening, so it could have been back when Jackie was doing overnights, yeah. um, or it could have been more recently. Wherever yeah. it is, Rick, that you joined the train, we thank you. Yeah, totally, man. Nice to have you. I think Jackie just texted me and said, you call it Friday nights, so that might have been So that. he does vinyl sometimes, sometimes. I play vinyl. Well, yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Rock on, Jackie. It sounds like some... I mean, the segues... <laughs> I mean, he went from... Oh my God! What did he do? Anvil or something like that into the Grateful Dead recently? <laughs> I, I mean, it just—it's the best. It's the best. Just yeah. the fact that he's playing Anvil. Yeah, yeah. But what he does on that show—I mean, it's an award-winning show. You, I, for those who haven't checked it out, even listen to the first hour from seven to eight. The opening sequence, the first twenty twenty-five minutes, is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll, you know, he, he, he. I was at the gymnasium and he played. Um, Rhinestone Cowboy <laughs> from Glenn Campbell. I don't know if it had been Glenn's birthday or whatever, but I mean... Bill must love that. Uh, Bill loves it's, that. It's no rules radio. <laughs> and nobody super serves his listeners better than, than Jackie does. Yeah. I mean, he treats them like royalty. But it's, Please, what, this, more Glenn Campbell. <laughs> well, we've got our um, 53rd birthday coming up on Thursday, and we're going to uh, spend it on my program uh, all in the archives, in the vaults of the MM Archives, doing all live stuff. Nice. And uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. But, um, you know, this station was built on all sorts of, you know, I mean, who knew what the people would put on at any given time, whether yeah. Ed Shockey would do three hours of yes or... You know, Michael Tiersten would put on Beethoven and then go into the Beatles. You'd never know. I yeah. mean, and that's that's what it was all about. And Jackie really reflects that so brilliantly on Friday nights. Agreed. Excellent. Cool. Well, speaking of your program, what's coming up, ma'am? Did we do the letter? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you came in for that. Yeah, you said P's and Presbo. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just checking. I knew it all along. To test. Wake Sometimes he likes to test us. Wake up, Kathy. Hey, listen, I'm with you. I got a terrible memory, so... Okay, Kathy, who was the sidekick for Joey Bishop? <laughs> he doesn't Regis. know. Regis Philbin. He just said it. Okay. Um, the uh, program today will contain uh, stunning workforce blocks of Red Hot Chili Peppers, Jeff Beck, Bob Marley will be on board today, and more money clips opportunities coming at uh, noon and 2, Jackson at 4 and 6, and the aforementioned Jackie Bam Bam at 8 p.m. tonight. Beautiful. All right. Thank you, Pierre. And thanks. Continue as I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, the show is brought to you today by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. Also, uh, higher quality building materials, fair prices, and trusted experts since 1939. What am I talking about? I'm talking about A.D. Moyer. That's their sponsor. And also, Villanova. Uh, Villanova's College of Professional Studies pursue the next you. Tomorrow on our programs, Tuesday, Tattoosday. Yeah. We're very president Steve Tattoo. And we'll also have Flyers great Brad Marsh joining us as well. I'm sure we'll find several other things, including more chances to win some cash, to entice you to listen to the program. That is it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day, of course, and we'll see you tomorrow game. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 